Nah, man, we can edit. If you, if you if they, like, like it's a recording, so if they got, we, we, you know, there's yeah, something to be like, you know, say, bro, don't put that part in. I'm yeah, like, I got you. I got you, son. We live, baby. Oh, we always go with it, yeah. We all the way live, baby. So welcome <laughs> to Acting Wild Black, you hear me? This yeah. is that, that actor guy, Martin Bass Bradford in the building, man. We here again, man, and I'm joined here as usual with my co-host. Oh, you forgot oh, it was you? Yeah, you forgot it was you? Hey, been a long day. Don't you judge my damn mind. Closer, man. You got to screw um, Hey, folks. This is uh, Lawrence J. Weber Jr., your Black Actorpedia. Black Actorpedia! That's a thing that consistently happens. Um, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. Check me out on Snapchat. That is Lweber584. And check me out on arrogantobserversrants.blogspot.com, where the cat is reading George C. Wolf's The Colored Museum. Shout out to Miss Raj. Oh, uh, man, that's what's up, man. Uh, somebody hit me up recently. I've never read The Colored Museum, funny enough. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you serious? I've never read it. Right. Are you I've serious? Right. Nah, I haven't read right. it yet. Yo, that right. play was the reason. Right. That play right, right there. You, right. You, you, of course. You ever in it? Hey, yo, that yes. play was the reason why I moved before. to New York, dude. Yo. Okay, we're going to get into We're oh, going to get into that story. Sorry, we're going to get into that story. All right, all right, my man. I'm jumping in. Uh, yes. You don't even know, man? We don't know who you is. Yeah, right. We don't even know who here. Yeah. Yeah, everybody got me like, wait, wait, let me, let me know some shit. <laughs> but like, um, my dude, uh, Ray, he's a teacher at Tulane. He, was, he wanted me to read it because he plans on uh, getting some money to put it up next year. And um, it was two, it was like two stories in particular. He was like, yo, make sure you read this and this. And I still gotta read it. I haven't read it yet. I'm he sent it to me and everything. Of gonna, one of them is gonna be Soldier with a Secret. I can tell you that of right course. now. Of is that one of them? I told yes. you. But he but he wanted me to read the, the little one. Symbiosis. Symbiosis. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> wanted me. They hurry and introduce me, man, so I can get up in there. Don't be talking around the shit. I got shit to say on this. Come on, man. That shit life changing. Man, Okay, so today we got my dude. Man. I'm actually surprised. I thought you were gonna be the older one. Man, but <laughs> this 
tell who you is. Fuck it, now. We just gonna get. Tell, Listen, tell, yeah, tell, my, man. my name is Nicoy Banks. Nicole. I'm in the building from from New Orleans. Let's get into it. You know what I mean? So, okay, before we get into it, we always got a segment first and foremost where we do a black actor shout out, man. Who's our black actor shout out? I actually day? wrote it down this time. Black actor Black actor history moment. Shout out and congratulations to the the production, the musical production of Raisin. This year will be its 45th year since it was produced on Broadway. Wow. For those of you who have no idea what the hee-haw hell I'm talking about, you're probably white. Um... Well, I don't know how what? many white people. I, I'm curious to know how many white people listen to this actor while black joint. Yeah, I you never know. Hey, if you do, feel free to email us. Um, Raisin is the musical adaptation of Ray Hansberry's Raisin in the Sun. It came out in 1974, starring Ernestine Jackson, Virginia Capers, which a lot of people would know as um, Uncle Phil's mom on Fresh Prince. Uh. Ralph Carter, who everybody knows is Michael from Good Times. As a matter of fact, in the credits of Good Times, they show that he's on loan from the production race. Uh, wow. Helen Martin, everybody knows her as Pearl from 227. Mm. What a bunch of other stuff. She's been working like hardcore. She'll be next week. Um, uh, and of course, that was the principal debut of Debbie Allen. So this is a double no. one. Debbie Allen, shout out to Debbie Allen, who is a three-time Emmy uh, a three-time Emmy um, winner for choreography. Uh, she was the producer for A Different World, and she's also the reason that everybody loves A Different World the way it we remember it as. So, very quickly, very quickly, A Different World, the first episode, was supposed to be Lisa Bonet's spinoff from The Cosby Show and whatnot. That did not work, obviously. <laughs> Because uh, she had Zoe. So, because she had Zoe, uh, it did not work. And a certain nasty bastard decided that that wasn't going to work. So, Debbie Allen took it over, made it much more woke, and it became what we actually love to this day. So, Debbie Allen is an accomplished TV director. Known for, known for directing shows like Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, Empire, Fresh Prince... Many of us who were that too. She's currently on Grey's Anatomy. Eating it. (laughs) She's currently directing and on Grey's Anatomy. Um, She is known to many of us for, uh, especially when we were kids, for the show Fame. Mm -hmm. She's an accomplished choreographer who who choreographed most of the show, who most of the shows and musical numbers for the seven years that it was on. She also has her own dance studio, the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, to which I tried and failed horribly to get into. <laughs> That's what's up that you even tried, though. Right. I don't yeah. know too many people that tried. So. Uh, it wasn't a pretty sight. Yeah. It was not a pretty sight. God damn. Um, she was also responsible for the revival of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof in 2008, which was the all-black production. If I'm not mistaken, she's also responsible for... Um, producing and directing both Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and uh, the production of Streetcar Named Desire with I think Terrence Howell was in that one too. I ain't mine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he was 
but James it was Earl him, Jones. James Earl, James Earl mm-hmm. Jones, Felicia Rashad, and of course she's Felicia Rashad's sister. So mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. That's a that's a hell of a family. She's also, I would not say she was at one point Mexican. What? Oh yeah, people thought she was. No 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 no. no. She was at one point a. She she's not ethnically Mexican. She used to live in Mexico City. All right, that's what's so up. But you her, can't just say she was one yeah, point Mexican and, her, and not get confusion. <laughs> I'll explain this. Her mother, uh, Vivian Ayers Allen, she decided she grew up in Houston, Texas, but she decided that that wasn't going to be a good place, especially in the fifties and the sixties, to raise the kids. So she moved her and her two children, Felicia and um, and Debbie, down to Mexico City, and they lived in Mexico City. So if you notice, Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen are both fluent in Spanish. I didn't know that, but that's why you're here. So yeah, that's exactly. what's up. That was our black actor shout out for the episode. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. You felt like shining on these motherfuckers today, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> damn. Yeah. You went, yeah. like, no, this is all good. I bet you don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually wrote it down this time. Which was right. wild because half the time I'm going off the top of my head. Yeah, and that's pretty impressive at that. But, um, yeah, so we get into the show. Damn. Welcome, guys. Acting while black. And as you just so expertly shown, um, one of the reasons for the show is not only to educate people on how amazing it is to be, you know, black in this game, but give people our first-hand accounts, especially back black actors, producers, writers, directors, etc. Our accounts, our experiences, what we know, and how we got into the game. Because everybody was asking how you do it, how you do it. Well, how about you just listen to see, listen about how other people did it? Because there's no clear map. It's just the game. You got to get into it. And my dude, Nicole Banks, to the right of me, man. You've been getting Ooh, it in yes, for a sir. good minute, man. Like, you like a big brother in the game, dude. Absolutely. So, of course, I had to have you on the show. Of course, we had to rap a taste. Yeah. You know I mean? We just did this thing for uh, Gion about uh, about Hollywood Shuffle. And, dude, like, it, it got to a point where it was like, okay, we got to cut uh, Bass in the car. They're just going to just keep on talking and it's like i'm saying y'all y'all got us talking about what we talk about shit this crap shit what you mean you go i feel like hollywood shuffle should be like something that every actor watches once a year like bible shit just to get reinvigorated so watching that joint got me just amp you feel me so tell us about let's before we get into all the all the festivities everything um, of like the deeper questions man how did you even get started in the game man that's a young bro sixth grade poetry contest you know um Teacher say, look, I want you to do this. Well, actually, you're gonna do this. Right. <laughs> Come on, the students <clears throat> competed against everybody in the high, uh, in the elementary school, fifth through eighth, and I won. The winners, first, second, third winners, go to the contest that was held at Xavier University. We compete against the other um, area Catholic schools. You know, I went to Alameda Lewis back in the day. <clears throat> so Saint Saint Stephen's, Holy Ghost, this, this, this. And I won. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Right. That quick I, did a raise, I did a raise in the sun in the sixth grade, too. The confidence boost. Who were you playing? Travis. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Travis. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was like a sixth grade, sixth grade production where, you know, everybody was like old people. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. They got the older looking eighth graders to play the older characters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I really looked like I was a motherfucking kid. Oh, <laughs> for a long time, man. That's good. You know? But anyway... You know, that's 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 how I got started, bro. And the next year, I just said, well, I'm going to try that again. And I won. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So high school, I didn't even want to do it. I'm like, I want to be an athlete, you know, this, that, and a third. But something about it, my, my, my English teacher, she was a, uh, the speech coach. And she just kept talking about it. Like, 
it's so much fun, the girls and it is. And two, two of the blacks went to Dillasau. That, that's when it was all black. I mean, uh, all boys, like 38% black. Two, two, two of my boys, you know what I'm saying? My best friend from elementary school, he joined the team. He didn't do that in elementary school. Man, they come back and they start talking about how, how much fun they had. And the other black student, who was also a freshman at the time, he, he came back with a trophy. Yo. So I'm like, well, you know, I started listening. I kind of got a little jealous. Yeah, like, man. They, they, they got a secret. They're like, they know something. You know what I'm saying? And so they winning. And they winning. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, you know. I, so I meandered in one day and I, I asked to try out. She was like, come back such and such a day, a couple of days from now. I'm like, okay. Came in. She said, look, this is what it is and this, this. is so, okay, well, I got that. She said, all right, well, let me see it. I just rattled off what I learned, you know, seventh grade. Yeah. That speech. Bam, did that. She was like, okay. They got this other uh, uh, category, prose poetry. You know, I said, well, I got mm. something for that. Just let me see it. So I go to my locker, pull out what I did in sixth grade, did that, bam. So she's like, yeah, all right. Tournament Saturday, uh, wear a suit. This is where it's going to be, whatever. And, you know, she put me in the category, and I won. Boom. So I'm like, okay, on to something. And uh, cultivated speaking as a, as, a, as a craft. And I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is tournament extracurricular, I'm doing something, I'm active, boom. Then I tried out for one of the plays at Dillacelle and I got the part. So it's like, all right, I just had it going. Yeah. And the athlete thing, it was cool, but that I made a name for myself. I'm like, yeah, all right, this is it. And that bug bit, because you know when that bug bite, it's, it's over. over. Yeah, it was over. It was over. It was over in sixth grade. It was over when you got the attention yeah. <laughs> and the accolades. That, because you know that feeling night. when you get that applause that first time, you're like, so, oh. And when you can move people, yes, especially people that you know, let alone people you don't know. Right. There's people that you know, you know, they expect, you know, ah, it's, you know, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's just Nick, it's just Raheem, it's just, you know, Martin. Until you come out with something, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I ain't, I ain't know you had it like that, or I, right. I never saw you like that before, or something. Man, you really had me paying attention. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, that, that's a compliment. Because people get used to you. You know what I mean? The people closest to you often take you the most for granted because, Absolutely. you know, that is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then when you do something impressive, they can't take their eyes off that. And that's a that's a beautiful thing when you can, like, I, I love I love how you put that, definitely. So, you know what I learned early? There's, there, there's power in words, but there's more power when you know how to use those words. Boom. Man. I learned, you know, and I dangerous. learned it early. <laughs> I learned it early, like, you know, the, the cadences that my sixth grade teacher taught me, you know, how to take my time, how to make certain parts. The, the name of the poem I did was The Creation by James Weldon Johnson. All right. So, yeah. man, classic. Nice. Yes. Classic. You know what I'm saying? So, nice. she, okay. we, we got it in it. Yeah. There was no rushing through, you know what I'm saying? No, we're going to put the moon here. We're going to put the stars there. And when you step out, we're going to step you know, and God stepped out on space and look around like you are really looking. I'm getting chills, yo. And it ain't colder here. And you really <laughs> look around and take in space and bring them into space. Like early on, you know, I learned how to create the world. Yeah. And that's interesting because he said, you know, when you create you the world. You create the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> when you don't have props and you don't have pencil, you don't have instrumentation or anything. All you have are the words. The words. And, and how you. you, and you, 
You are the instrument, you are the vessel, mm -hmm. but how you use those words. Say them slowly, say them loudly, say them really articulate, say them, mesh them together, force them to hear you, yeah. force them to ask you, what did he just say? You know, things of that nature. Like, I, I learned early, like, wow, you can really, and this is, sometimes this word gets a negative connotation, but how to manipulate, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't mean that in a negative sense, but yeah, words have power, but the way you use them, it's, it's powerful. It, and when you know how to do it, because it, when you just said that, even though it's the same thing that's applicable to film, you just made me be like, you just made me think of theater. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's you, where I come from. You dig? Yeah, so, you yeah, from, yeah, definitely. So yeah. it's like, when you know it's that musicality when a when scene is popping, when you got those when you got those words or the fact that like in theater, you already know, like you got to captivate these people for like two plus hours with not all of the fancy things that's in a TV show or film. So what, what are you doing? From the way that you speak is almost like the foundation of how everyone's attention is being brought to you. If you just blah, 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 blah. We got you like the same cadence, the same speed, the same everything for Sleep. two hours. Oh, You're Look, dead. Anyway, you know. You're dead. Yeah. You're yeah. dead. <laughs> but the fact of like when you say, because I just, I just imagine just like just playing with words like a basketball. It's like I know how to go fast. I know how to dribble it fast. I'm going to go slow. I know when to may have the tone go down to a bit of a tempo. I know when it get loud, it's like it's the fun of it. You dig? Oh, yes. I felt like I saw you going through the fun of it just now. And I just brought me to the fun of it like, yeah. So manipulating just, and the, that's a perfect word for it. Like it's manipulating the words, manipulating the the craft in a way, the instrument, I don't even know a better word for it, but when you know how to do it and when you can dance, that's when you got that power. Ah, for real. Yeah, you're dancing right. in it, See man. what I'm saying? It, whatever analogy you want to use, you're taking those words and then you you do what you want to do with them. Mm -hmm. But do something with But do something. That's right. So but do something with them. Do something with them. <laughs> yes. You ever been on the court one time and you somebody dribbling? It's like, do something Right. You can't them. only dribble. You can't only just hold the ball and dun, dun, dun. Right. Do something. Because, but eventually you want to score. Mm -hmm. A lot. Eventually you want to get, you want to get at somebody. Mm -hmm. You you want to get the message across. You want to get to that emotion. Mm -hmm. You want to you know whether it's to you know step on an ant pile and aggravate them, or whether it's to you know pour cold water on their heads and soothe them. Mm -hmm. Those words. Right. And how you what and how you do what you do with those words will do the job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But only we actors understand that. Because right. Because <laughs> we the ones that's in charge of those words. Yeah. The writers write them. Right. Once we, once it's, but once the actor has it, it's, you no longer, writer, it's no longer yours. Well, and it's, it's mine now. It was funny, a lot of writers don't understand that well, at times. You know, that could get frustrating. And, and just, sometimes just like we don't understand what, what they have to go through. Yeah. So cutting it down to it I being very you. precise mm -hmm. and whatnot. And the, the director's job is to direct all of this. Right. Direct all this energy. We're all you know, storytellers at the end of the day, though. That's what it is. That's what it gets down to. So how did you go from, how did you get to, when did the professional aspect? We go on to middle school, we go, we go on to high school, we got college. How, where, when did the transition go from, I'm doing this basically for the fun and for the love, to now, oh shit, I got an agent, oh shit, I'm in the game. Or, you know, how did that happen? Yeah, see, that, that agent stuff, that professional stuff, that that takes time. That's, a, that's like another conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like... <clears throat> A lot of people do things for fun, hobby, then the hobby becomes something that you're doing regularly and it's good and it's cute and you're showing everybody, you know, your, your trophies and your ribbons and your whatnot. You, you can run around and say, all right, yeah, you know, this is what I do. But, but see, when it's time to get that check, a la, that's, that's a professional. Now, I'm, making, I'm making a living or I'm supplementing my, my lifestyle through this. That's a whole other conversation right there, right? 
I moved from New Orleans to New York thanks to that play you were talking about. The Color Museum. And How? What? Come on. Tommy Myrick, yo. Tommy. Tommy. Tommy bro. She just directed us in Raising Her Son. Yo, that lady's a freaking genius. Let me tell you something, man. She crazy, but good crazy. But that's She's my kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I love, Because dude, because people do, what they was frustrating me about, down. about her son, not about her, but about people's perception of her, they take shit so personal that they don't take the gems from the situation. And this lady stayed throwing gems. Yo, but yeah, back to you, sir. Tommy. I was a bag man when she was doing that, bro. Everything that was falling on the ground, I was picking it up, putting it in my bag. <laughs> I knew better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then again, I came from a school of hard knocks. So for somebody to, you know, be yelling at you or, or just stopping you in the middle of your moment and be like, I don't believe it. Start over. Right. And, uh, where are you going with that? Like, really make you question everything right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I Sixth grade. I, that, that was my training ground. Mm -hmm. So getting to her, who, you know, had been around the world and she she has her own company and whatnot, I'm like, yeah, that, that was the next level for me. Bro, it was, it was meant for me to do it. Mm -hmm. God God opened it up, man. And uh, four days before the show closed, she said, uh, what are you doing after this? I said, well, I, I, I want to go to L.A. or study with this uh, acting troupe called Living a Dream. They went to Ohio. She said, no. You are either going to be my Walter Lee, because she was doing Raising the Sun next. Yeah. Or you're going to go to New York and study with my mentor. I said, I've never been in New York before. She said, it doesn't matter. That was in March. I moved in July. Yeah. She got me back in the days. Well, do three-way. Put me on three-way with him. And said, do a monologue for him right now. Sold you the secret. Straight up, stop. In the middle of it, he said, okay. If Tommy is calling me about you, you must be something special. Right. So... I don't have very much money to give anymore, but we can work something out. I said, anything would be great, sir. Sight unseen. Yeah. New York unseen, him, the theater, his artistic director, the guy I ended up living with who was the carpenter uh, of their theater. I ain't know nothing. I just got on the plane. I was arranged to stay with this guy named Ray. You know, uh, that was July 4th I left here. How about that? Sound of my independence. Right. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yo. Yeah, bro. Lived in Brooklyn. That was on a Saturday. Monday we were off because that was a parade. Tuesday, 9 to 5. Right around the corner from NYU. How many years you was in there? Because I feel like... So it was an intensive program. I finished. He invited two students. We started with 28. Dropped down to 18. He invited two students to study with his professional students. I was one of them. I was like, well, that's a sign. I'm supposed to stay here. Right. Tommy Myrick had never, ever suggested somebody. Uh, she, she suggested one person before me. I was, I was her second student that she sent to New York. She ain't never sent anybody else after me. Yo. She had somebody. I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, but you don't need to yeah, really yeah, talk about a, that person. That's, that's not our discussion. But yeah, that yeah. person never never took advantage of that opportunity. Mm. And, I, and when I met the person, I said, if I'd have known you, I would have, I would have told you, you, you need to go. Cause there was, a, so there was actually that kind of beast. Cause that's a frustrating thing for me too. Like, um, in this game, when uh, people often talk about how like you're destined to make it, you're so motherfucking great, and I just like I often like I, I hear what people say all these things. Now I'm like I'm listening to you, but there are so many people I've even met to, up to this point on this journey that are amazing, that aren't famous, that aren't. That don't have these extensive film resumes that aren't booking like crazy. But when I see them do their thing or when I see them on the stage, I'm in awe 
of why there's no spotlight on them. And that's just like, I guess it's just part of the journey and such. But when I hear those stories, I'm like, dog, I see so many of us. Like, and like that's just cold. But just out here just being cold. No one knows. Mm -hmm. And that can be, that's just frustrating when I think about it. But then again, yeah, I respect that. And I, 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 uh, I embrace that too. <clears throat> but getting back to your question about professional. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes into this professional shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, opportunities, one. They, they they cold. Yeah. But but where's the opportunity for them to be seen in a bigger light? And what are they creating for themselves as well? Into so that's one thing. Yeah. Second thing, <laughs> what kind of opportunities are, are they creating for themselves? Mm -hmm. A la, how are they how are they forging forging through? Mm -hmm. did, did they just get comfortable? Mm. Are they waiting for the are they waiting for the knock at the door? Mm. I'm here to tell you that there's quite a few people that's sitting on their couch waiting for the knock on the door. Right. They're waiting for UPS, Amazon Prime. They're waiting for Uber Eats to come and deliver it. Like, hey, guess what? Here's your Oscar opportunity. You ready? Well, hold one second. Let me pack my bag. No, you got to go now. You know what I'm saying? Out of sight, number three. Out of sight really is out of mind. Because there are so many cold motherfuckers out here. Right. So if you're not out there around in the mix or whatever... You almost forget that you have the talent. And they forget too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what they're doing. They, they're just, it's just on the background. They're saturated. They're saturated with people. They're saturated with material. They're saturated with information. So, you know, they got to make, they got to make decisions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if the decision isn't like right, right around here, not at least the beginning phases of it, they're not, they're not, they're not really trying to, damn, I remember meeting this guy. I think it was, I think it was New Orleans. I don't know if I. Don't have time for that. Right. They, 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 they look. Hey, look. Uh, I need you to do. Hey, man, what you doing? Uh, it's a phone call. The next part, relationships. Professionalism is about relationships and forging more, strengthening, strengthening those that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Changing when those change, because cats you could hook up with, writers, directors, actors, whatever. Man, you jam, jam to the hip. You know, and all of a sudden, a project takes them somewhere else. Life happens. Somebody gets married, kid. Uh, they, they come in, you know, whatever. Things, there's a lot of reasons why the road splits. And y'all just not as cool as you were. You weren't in connection minute for whatever reason. Again, back to you. Like, what kind of road are you forging for yourself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to just keep wanting it. You got to. Mm. Like, you got, whatever that wanting the next level you know what i'm saying yeah. now you could still want to act and want to create you don't have to be famous to act and create you can act and create locally you don't have to be professional yeah to act and create nah, yeah. professional hey you you in equity equity uh play is local mm -hmm. okay but if you equity and you're doing a regional play the pay is higher mm-hmm if you, yeah, a little higher. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's still theater, but I'm just yeah. using theater as an example. Oh no, no, but it's still because if we go to film, than, you know, y'all yeah. know the deal with film. Like, yeah. you know, you could do a a day, you get a, a sag low budget, a sag ultra ultra low budget, right? And it's good, it's real good. Or you got a real good role and you shine. Netflix, Netflix, or a smaller venue, or it might not, you know, they self releasing mm -hmm. versus. DreamWorks call. But still, both of those actors, I'm still respecting as professionals because they're oh, still they trying to get in it and they're getting a check. Yeah. But the people Once I'm talking check. about were before were like people I know 
don't have agents oh, or aren't like auditioning or not getting filmed they just i might just see him in plays and i might just see him in a play and i'd be like why don't you have an agent or why you know and I, I of course you know i don't know their stories i don't know what they've been through i don't know what got them there it's just you know you can have all this talent but if you don't have the mindset if you don't got the gumption if you don't want it because you just made me think even in just talking the difference between there's people who don't want anything they don't even want it like that like this like you can you can have your expectations because in my mind i've always wanted to be just making my living as doing this, nothing but this. I want to be an actor. I want to be known for my acting. I want to have longevity, and I want to, you know, I want to be prolific in a way. So it's like that's always been a dream of mine to be like boom, boom, boom. But then I gotta remember, not everybody gives a damn about any of that shit, <laughs> and that's crazy. Not only not give a damn, but there are some out here quiet as it's kept, and sometimes it's not that quiet where you know they're afraid of that. Mm. Because here's 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 a reality that some since you know we you know we talking right. When you do get an agent or you do get a manager or you in the union now or you got those checks or whatever, you know, there's a unspoken pressure and responsibility to keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Yo. Like, oh, uh, I got this now, so now what? Right. Like, you get that, you got that degree. What you going to do with it? There's some people who are cowards. And that's the word. I don't care how aggressively I'm saying it. That is the word. They don't want to, they don't want to deal with that. So... You know what? Fuck that degree, man. I'm just, I, you know, I don't need that degree. I'm just going to go. I'm using a degree as an example. I'm just going to go ahead on and whatever, whatever. See, because when you get that degree, now it's like, okay, yeah, then you get your degree. Right. Yeah, so what's going on? What you doing? Right. Yeah, well, I'm still, you know, at Popeye's, whatever, nothing wrong with Popeye's. But, but wait, didn't you get a degree in engineering? Or didn't you get a degree in, yeah, I don't want, uh, oh, man. What happened? What happened? <laughs> what you happened? have a responsibility now to explain that. And no, and who who's running around really saying, you know what? I got the degree. I thought that's what I wanted to do. I I I spent all this money. I got to pay all this money back. Uh, not I what I want to do. Pay all this money back. But but the same thing. Not what I want to do. The same thing you saying applies to when you book. Now you got to perform. Bruh, now you got when oh, someone's seen you on TV nah. once, dog, it's almost like they expect. Oh. It's hey. like that's the same thing. The pressure of this pressure. It's pressure. It's easy to talk about the struggle. Yeah. It's pressure when you get on the platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Oh, I like that. Chills on that one. Thank Yo, you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I had to come do this shit. Yo. We, fucking, we were rolling when we were doing the, uh, uh, the Hollywood the, Shuffle the thing. thing. Yeah, bro. Man, look. It, man, look. It's, it's easy to be in the crowd of the mobbers. Yes. It ain't easy when they put the mic in your face and say, now, what do you think? Why are you here? Right. All the cameras on your in your face now. And people don't articulate, man. And they don't take that in. Oh no. They don't man. even know it. It's not a concept. I think they even think too taken. It's like the unknown, unknown concept. It, you know it, what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's real. But you know it when you get in it, and then huh. you're looking like, whoa, like, like you say, why do I feel? Why am I getting anxious? Why I got anxiety? Why do I feel like I have to be whatever, or why I have to live up to whatever all of that becomes? And it's like, I just wanted to do this. But this is what comes with that if you really gonna keep pursuing or keep pushing. Man, there are some people that 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 started to taste that that cream. They started to get up there, and you know the vices and the temptations and the, the whoop de woo started getting at them, started getting to them, and also the aspirations of wanting that spot, mm-hmm. that spot. Like, yeah, I'm 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 co-star, I'm co-star lead, but. Yeah. I, want, I, want my name, I want my name next to the title. I want that. Because they making it look easy. I can, 
Every night I'm with this person. For for the last couple of months I've been acting next to that. I could could do that. Can you though? Can you though? (laughs) Can you though? Can you Because they making it look easy because they've been doing this for a while. You just got here. Right. Or you 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 there, but you're not there. Right. So respect the the process. I'm about to get that t-shirt made. Bruh, for real. Respect the process. Because when it is your time, Mm. you gotta be ready. Cause you ain't gonna get another. Oh, yeah. How many singers have you heard? You know, oh, they were fire, goddamn background singers. Mm-hmm. For those, for those, for us, for a singer who's here, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, a multi-talented person here. But <laughs> hey, background. Look, I only got thirty seconds. So I'm about to, I'm about to run the range right now. Versus having a whole show. Mm. Can you have their attention for a whole show? Ooh, see, and 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 ooh, I knew I was gonna wait somebody around here. And and we talk about this oftentimes when 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 it's like folk they. So many people, like you say, they want to put on, they think they want to put on that jacket, and then they put on that jacket and they realize that bitch pretty big, ain't mm, it? It's heavy. That ain't bitch it? heavy, ain't mm, it? It's heavy, huh? It's you hot. you it's talked hot. a lot of shit till you hot, got huh? there, but were you working to be prepared to be there? Oh my god, man! You know. Oh and then, 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 then here's another good one. Mm, mm, are you built for it? Are mm. you are you the person that's even built for this? Are you really built for and it? So, now I know what you're thinking. Mm. <laughs> and, and you said what you thought. Come on, you said what you thought. Oh. But because I heard you when you said it, I was there when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but when they called your name, when they called you, you went to stuttering. <laughs> you stuttered. <laughs> your lips got dry. You held your head down. Come on now. Stand up. I couldn't hear you. I was in the fifth row. <laughs> See, I knew I should have brought my damn church band. <laughs> you know, oh, and guess yeah. what? A lot of times you don't get that opportunity again. Not at all. Because the powers that be already passed their opinion. I don't like the kid, but, you know. You know. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Now, you know, that. Real that, good. Yeah, but not superstar. Not headliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not headliner. And 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 seen it happen. And 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 in that, once you are, once it comes to that, how do you? My question is, how do you come to terms with the fact that you may not be the headliner? Uh, I'm not okay. So, I'm answering this from personal perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's rewind a little bit to respect the process. Mm-hmm. I was, and I'm going to use this word, privileged enough to be around a few people that <clears throat> we started off kind of sort of on the same line. You know, he's ne- to my right, to my left type thing. Or, you know, a little bit slanted, a little bit more than me, but still, you know, reach out and I touch. can touch him. Yeah, yeah and say, all yeah. of a sudden, whoop, a little separation started. Not because I slowed down, but because, you know... It, it sped up for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, 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 now he's, she gone. All right, cool, 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 cool. But I was still upbringing. Had peace of mind like, okay, my time is coming. Right. It's got to be because I'm, I'm aligned with these types of cats. So years and years and years, life choices and you, you know, you ebb and flow. You know, you make your own personal mistakes. Um, I realize that this process is not my time yet to be the headliner. But it's coming. Mm-hmm. My my responsibility is 
to stay ready and mm -hmm. stay open and stay hungry and stay humble. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what that humility means, I'm not looking at that spot right there that's occupied by so-and-so. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at the spot and be like, yo, that's... They doing the damn thing, or that's one, that's one of my people that's at that spot, yeah. that's in that spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Word, but that's not my spot. That's their spot. That's their spot. Mm -hmm. My spot is still right there too. My spot is undetermined. I'm just not getting there yet. Hadn't gotten there yet. It's yeah. there. I'm here. Mm -hmm. We just hadn't gotten together yet, but right. it's coming. But it's coming. But that's part of the process of what we do. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is a war of attrition. Who yeah. can last the longest? Dude, because so many people quit they before. Quit. They can't even see what could have been. I just can't do that, dog. I, I, right before. Sometimes. I'm sometimes right before. That'll drive me insane. And I mean that sincerely. That'll drive me insane. Like, I all, all I almost had it, but I gave up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to live the rest of my life thinking that. Absolutely. Whereas, I could sustain some more years of... It's, it's coming because the universe is still giving me signs that I'm I'm on the right path. And that's right. the point. So I'm being fed. And so that's I'm being the point. Oh, that's the yes, point. Yes, so I am yes, being fed. Yes, that's the point. You need the sign. You if, need signs. If there because it'd be one thing if I just sucked. Right. It'd be one thing if every you know what I mean. It's one thing if you just you know <laughs> if you you, cool, you know you it's just know. coming. Ain't nobody checking you, for you. You gotta take the lead. Ain't nobody inviting you to their podcast. <laughs> 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 Real. Nobody wants you to speak on that panel yes. because they don't care about what you because you don't have a perspective that, that they, 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 they find value. valuable. That's right. That you you add no value to to that project, right? right? So right. so that's those are signs. But if you are a person again, as you booking, you still getting this, you still right. doing that, you still being called in, you still that still keeps me and that would still keep me inspired to be like, no, this is still for me. Hell yeah, you know. So definitely, Hell I definitely yeah. get that. So. How so that's you? my answer to that. Thank I don't you. know if that made any no, sense. No, no, no. But yes, you thank know, you. I definitely you just, got my answer. And, you know, we, we're going to play with these words today. Faith, belief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Substance of things, hope for, evidence of things not seen. But it is evidence of, of some things seen, third eye seen. You know what I'm saying? Spiritually seen. And the belief. I just believe. Yeah. I believe. That's This is for me. Right. Right. Period. Period. And I and I am smart enough now and old enough now to use everything as motivation. Ooh. Everything. The fact that I didn't get the call. The fact that I got the call. The fact that my, my, my boy right here is booking. The fact that me and this dude went for the same thing and he got it. I'm not mad that you got it. I'm not mad that I didn't get it. Yeah. I'm glad that you got it because A, it's somebody that I know once again. I'm close to it. It's close. Right. That wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm... I'm but, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a project that me and that dude did audition for, and I got it. Right, right. So I can't talk that shit. I can't talk that shit. Not in good conscience. <laughs> Not in good conscience. Because that, man, that man had to take that list. <laughs> That's that how I took that but, bit. But, 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 I mean, bro, I've been in the game for, you know, for a minute, so licks is a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm immune to the lick. Like, yeah. anything happen? I'm not even, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you, and you, Again, if and you, you suck, if you suck, you know you suck. You know you better. If you ain't putting in work. They gonna let you do. If you ain't putting in work. You know. Mm -hmm. And that's two. That's two different things too. Sucking and not putting in work because you can be great, but if you don't put in the work, you might as well suck. Man, it's a bad. It's a bad day. It's a tough, tough day when you walk in and you chilling and you you comfortable and all of a sudden a heavyweight walks in. Mm. And I'm not talking, not necessarily some big name either. No, no, you talking about somebody, got, somebody that, that's that got that range. Oh, that got that depth. <laughs> that's got that, that's mm. got that thing. Mm -hmm. They unassuming or they are assuming. 
whatever the case may be. It's a long day for those people that don't put in that work, don't have that faith and belief. It's a long day. I've been there. I've seen it where I was lax, chilling, like, yeah, you know, I got it going on. And something came in the room, bro. Was unsuspecting, quiet dude, kind of nerdy-ish, you know what I'm saying? It was a reading. It was a reading. Like, I'm, I'm around some folk. Like, yeah, all right, my girl, Tracy Toms, and right, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is nice, nice company. <laughs> it's about to be easy. I'm with eating it. hors d'oeuvres, I'm eating <laughs> fucking chips and the carrots, everything. Drinking a little bubbly beforehand. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, bubbly. Oh, man, chilling. Boy, when we started reading, oh, this dude was a baller. Mm. I'm talking about flipping them words like nothing. Those words were coming off. I'm like, I wanted to ask. In the middle of the reading, I wanted to ask him, did you get the script? Early? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like, when this shit is over, I'm going to ask my man, did he get the script early? Right. I, 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 we were halfway through. I'm like, ain't no way. Yo. There's no way that he just got this motherfucker just like the rest of us last night. There's no, there's no possible. He just rattling off. Uh-oh. Because I was stuttering and playing around and trying to find it. This motherfucker found it. Right. It mm. ran that bitch. Yo, and you got and you gotta remember these motherfuckers exist and they're always They are always around. They're always around. I said <laughs> never again. Mm. The and, I, and you know mm. what? It's because of my work. Mm. I got self what? Conscious. Mm -hmm. I saw that I got self-conscious. Like, damn, I was supposed to be balling like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had a really good role. I'm not saying I didn't ball, but I know how I feel. But you know how you ball oh, when you ball. I felt insecure. Yes. I was insecure. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Woo! That's how you do it. Uh, at least I was impressed. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And, and hey, man, he was the nicest guy. And I, I damn sure got around asking that question. He said, no, nah, yeah, I got it last night. You know, I just, I stayed up. And he worked. You know, really worked it through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, you know, I really connected with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, what I did was I just shut up. I talk about punching the face. Yes. And, I, and never in my life again after that reading. I don't care if I had, I was playing two, three different roles. You read this, read that. I'm like, never again. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about, you know, you got the ego. So the next time around, I wanted to go smash somebody reading. But sometimes you need that ego, bro. That, sometimes it's all you have to keep, keep it pushing, dude. Seize you. Then you grow and it's like, you know what, it's, you know, I got back to the, the true elements, which is the work. Mm -hmm. It's about the work. And when you're true to the work and you're true to the process, man, back they, to man you. it's just going to see through. Yeah. And those that know what they know, they're going to know. Yeah. Like word. And those that's putting on airs and, you know, being extra, man, let them have it. You know, you, you need all of that anyway. You need, you need all of that. For the whole picture. For the picture. And, and for them headliners, dude. The headliners, and the they thing is that there, that type of dude you talking about, or that type of woman you talking about, they're always there in the sense of when you think you're just auditioning for this little role. Remember that there's ten or they, there's, there's them people out there auditioning too. So if you ain't Man. thinking with that heavyweight mentality, every time you going out, you already shooting yourself in the foot because they got other. The, your competition is not sleeping in the same manner. I want to say something about that. I don't know what the next question is, but um, <laughs> that's a great, great point you just made. And we need to tell, we need to share this with the audience too that I learned. Don't audition for the part. Audition for your career. Mm -hmm. Meaning, when you're going in front of these casting directors, no matter how many times you've been in front of that particular cast director or if it's your first time, you are auditioning so that 
they always call you because you're going to always come with something special. See, now we got to remember, we're going to get back to that agency thing mm -hmm. and, 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 and the power lies with us. But you don't know that when you're young because you just, you just want to get put on. You're fresh out of school, you're fresh out of whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? You just want to get put on. You just want, you, you know, you want the, you want the checklist. Agent check, manager check, start getting checks, union check. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm a professional, right? You're not taught that you want to make this a career or you will ask the proverbial question, do you just want to act or you want this to be a career? Okay, but anyway, that's another subject, I digress. Back to the casting directors. You want those casting directors to say, uh, when I call Raheem, they yeah. deliver. First of all, to the callbacks. Mm -hmm. First of all. But let's go back to the preface. The casting director is a part of the whole, right? Mm -hmm. The casting director has a job. They are paid to corral talent for this project. And the talent in which they go out and they select, you know, from this agent, that manager, whatever, whatever, to come and read for this, these characters, right? They're going to narrow it down callbacks to present in front of the directors and the producers right mm -hmm. the, the 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 director and the producers mentality is this is the best in which you selected for this character for this project so you know let us have it if they all are poo they are yeah you know what i'm saying they they twiddle their thumbs and they're looking at the casting director there's a lot of pressure on the casting director mm -hmm. right so they need to know that when they call you, they're calling in somebody, they calling a gunslinger. A weapon. They're calling in a true gunslinger that's going to make mm -hmm. them look good. Right. It's not only is going to make you look good and get you the part or mm -hmm. get you considered for the part or something else, but it makes the casting director look good because now it's like every time we call, they always bring us good people. They bring us cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. Whether they got the calling from Baton Rouge or, you know, regional, we don't care. The time in which we're in here... We need to be seeing something that's worth our time. And, and you have to be clear on understanding that what you just said, the casting director wants to look good. Because oftentimes your people are so intimidated by certain casting directors. I'm like, why are you intimidated by your teammate? This motherfucker is trying right. to get you on. That's right. Y'all trying to get y'all on. That's right. You know I mean? They didn't call you in here to... To, to, to just bullshit they called you in because they felt like you have something right. that they can maneuver to help you also help us all out so that intimidation factor should just be thrown out the window so you know i learned that i learned that because uh early on somewhere in there i was like why am i being called in for this and when it reads that this description for you know why mm -hmm. i don't fit this description mm -hmm. so I, that's oh, what i think yeah but one day i had a casting director say you know i think you i know you can do this because I've seen you in other auditions. Yep. And your range, you got it. We just need to tap into it. Yep. And even if they don't consider you for this, I want them to see you mm -hmm. because they might consider you for this. I went, oh shit, confidence booster. Boom. Uh, 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 universal message, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A sign. Yeah. Oh, I see myself as this. But they, dude, casting the red These to me. people, oh my me. God. So let me stop going in there and being. Just that. Let me go in there and, and really just give it. Because they see more than you even seeing out of you. There you go. Because I was told a very similar thing by a casting director. And they, was, and they told me, they said, oftentimes, man, we look at you as our wild card. Because like, even if it says what you just said, a, a thing that I feel like I don't match, we put you in here because of that. Because we know you can handle it. That's right. And sometimes throwing that black guy in here shuffles, shuff, you know, shuffles it shuffles up a bit. So, like, so yeah. A lot of times, they don't know until they know. Until they know. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, exactly. Shh. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You dig? But um, how'd you get your agent? Um, back in the day, I used to have uh, well, whew, a reading. Uh, another one of those readings, man. She was coming to see somebody else. Huh? Another one who joins. <laughs> she was coming to see somebody else who had been courting her, and this guy had the lead in the, in the thing. She's like, I liked you. I like what you did. And that was my manager, who I still have to this day. Yo. Yep. She's in New York. I was like, okay, let's meet. Um, suggestions. The first first agent in New York was a suggestion. Somebody suggested me to these people. You know, I went or whatever. You know, it, it didn't work out. Uh, then I was suggesting somebody else from another one of the agents in that agency. Mm. You know, it was teetering. You know, so I didn't know. I was just waiting on the phone to ring. I didn't know to get out there. I didn't know those things. So, you know, it, it evolved. So nowadays, I think it's easier. Mm. You know, they say, you know, back in the day, they were strict. Don't call here. Don't call here. Don't come up here. Don't, 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 don't. No soliciting. Don't do none of that. It was serious. Nowadays, I think it's a little easier. Right. You know, invite them to the show. Or email them and they might hit you back. Yeah. You can make, you can make a reel now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And send it to them like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Because the power is they work for you. Yeah, and that's so. All- why aren't why aren't you going in there saying, "Hey, you should represent me"? Mm. You would you would make a lot of money. Say that again, because oftentimes, especially when you're young, you first get your first agent, you almost treat them like your boss, right. not even taking in. You don't know, you don't know. not don't even know. taking in. You ain't got to kiss that ass. Well, not so you got to be a jerk or asshole or anything. Absolutely not. But exactly what you just said, they work for you. It's just like with the casting director situation. If you ain't popping, they can't get nothing popping. You feel right. me? They're just putting together a roster, a team to make it. To, to, to make money and you're here to of course your passion but to make money so when it's, you're professional you're when you're professional so yeah it's yeah yeah and i just always get asked all the time how do you get an agent and i'm like dude there's there's literally i always start with you gotta have a headshot you got it most, most there's so many actors that they come on this show and said I got on off Google. So so to one degree, I be like, yo, you ask me questions that you can Google, but I'm not gonna be an asshole. So you know, headshot, real. How do I get? How do I get um real footage? Student films, make your own. I mean, there's so many opportunities out here for do it yourself that I can only imagine was not when you were coming in the game in New York. You've been hanging around Gumbo Monster for as long as you have been. You already have one. Mm. I mean, about you. A lot of people got reels off our squad from that. But that's a sidebar. That's awesome. Um, what, um, you got to put yourself out there, new generation. You got to put yourself out there. You got to work it. You got to put yourself out there. So when, like, okay, so I know when I had an age, I remember I thought I was popping. I got my age. Okay, now it's time. We're going to get it in. And then a whole year and a half went by and I ain't booked shit. You heard me, and I was like, "Damn, it's something wrong with me." Cause I mean, like, damn, I'm going on these auditions, but I ain't booking. I thought I was something, but then you know, I didn't understand the process at the time. So you hear me? I didn't learn. I I don't learn that. I remember. I mean, Buku people they've asked me all this shit about where you at, and I'm like, man, I don't know. Hopefully it's coming, but we shall see. And then you hit that one. What was that one for you? That that made you sink in when, after you got representation? That okay. I'm 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 rising from the level of where I was with the regional theater type stuff to okay I'm doing TV I'm doing film like was there a specific role or a specific project that sparked you? Shit, all of them. All of them. <clears throat> but the first one, that first that first TV gig was a Law and Order gig. That was that was it. I'm yay nice. I'm yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because because that first one is your sign that. 
They'll pay me for this. There it is. <laughs> They'll pay me for this. First, the first TV show, which was um, NB, Big Three, NBC, ABC, CBS. Mm. Man, not UPN. <laughs> not something that might nobody. But it's Law and Order. Yeah. What you, you play? Uh, the first one, Floater. Fisher Floater. walked out. You know, they on the, the first part of it. You mean were you were you you were, you were a fisherman? No, this guy was fishing in the Hudson River. I walked up to him like, "What you fishing for?" <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. in his business, whatever. Boom, he tugging on the line. We having this back and forth conversation. Dead body. Dead body. And yeah. Something came up. I'm like, that ain't no sturgeon. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> look, I ain't get cut out. I'm right, not I mean, I'm talking. Gone. I'm, I'm talking. Man, bro, because you celebrate. Because speaking to cut out. So oh great. my god, dude. Just, I mean, we're not in new order right now. Fuck it, dog. Cause you on Queen Sugar. <laughs> And Ooh. I was just on Queen Sugar for my first time, and I've been trying to get on that show for years. I often talk about this ass, so they would keep auditioning me, but nothing would stick. You feel me? So the, I finally, you know, I finally get in it, dog. And it was me and this other guy. We both had recurrent, but they said we're, we're possibly recurrent next to the name. Now I remember the other guy. He was like so freaking excited about Whoopi Woo. We had this whole scene. He had like about three or four lines. I had like maybe like six or seven lines. I'm watching Queen Sugar. I had two lines. I was still there. He was gone. <laughs> and I felt so awful for him because it's like, dude, that's something else they don't prepare you for. Like that, that like what you just said. People take for granted that no, you you made the cut. Like you're on TV, you're being seen, you're talking. Cause there, and people will never know that he was ever there. You know, he was he was he wanted up looking like an extra because they showed him, but. He had like four lines. It's not like he said, yo, hey, no, we talked. And it's just gone. And I'm like, how do you mentally deal with that? Like, has that happened to you often? Has it, have uh, you been on. dodging off and on? No, off, no, that never, I, I, I dodged that one. Yeah. Hell, it happened to me in Queen Sugar this epi- this this season too. Yeah. I had a lot of shit to say. All they had was just be looking back and forth between Ralph Andrew and your boy. I'm like, what the fuck happened? My girl tell y'all call it the Queen Sugar Cut. Cause she, like, always, yeah, she told me from Jeff, so that's how they yell. The knives came out, boy. This is the knives. You know what I'm saying? What, what happened to me, though, was, like, good scenes. Like, I'd be in some shit, like, yo, this right here, boy, yeah. Boy, what happened to this fucking scene? <laughs> like, yo, that was a scene I had people like, yo, me and old girl, me and old dude was at it. Yeah. Like, that whole scene gone. Like, yo. I mean, I'm still in the, I'm still in the project, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm, so that's I'm good that you're still a character. Yeah, yeah, still I'm, in good, I'm good, I'm good. Have season one on this one? Oh, I ain't talking about Queen I was just talking about a project. General project, general, project yeah, yeah, I've been since season one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ralph, yeah, I'm Ralph Angel. Parole officer. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Uh, but, nah, it, it happens. Yeah, man. Shit just hit the floor. And, again, process. It's just going to keep going back to it. Because... It's just, it's just not ours. Because we're acting, we think that it's ours. And it's like, no, this game is for the directors, the producers' stories, the editors' stories. The it's all these other people that's going to touch it. <laughs> that's going to touch it. It, dep- it. Right. It depends on which medium you're talking about. If it's television, if it's if it's film, it's not your medium. Mm-hmm. If it's stage... That's more the actor's game. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, you grow and you learn. Depends on what lane you want to occupy. You got any ones? I'm gonna throw it to you. I've been talking. What's up? <laughs> a little bit, but that's my bad. Okay. I'm sorry. That was exciting like to talk to my people. But, but once again, I'm primarily states. That's why. Um, you have had the privilege, or I guess privilege, of being both a actor here in New Orleans and also in New York. I don't want to compare both of them because I know 
there's not one that's better necessarily better than the other. But what were some of the challenges that you would have here to to being a New York based actor and vice versa? Mm-hmm. The biggest one for me was uh, the fact that I know that they book or that they seriously consider your season regulars, your 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 your, your stars <clears throat> from the beast of the east or the best of the west, the left coast or the right coast. Pause. One of the first things I remember, one of the first pieces of advice I remember you giving me when we first like met each other was um, one. You was like, man, you might need to, you might want to go to New York, dude. And you was like, two, if you go to New York, keep your New York number. Because it's really that, they really care about the clout of, if you're a New York actor. They used, yeah. Or now, you're a California yeah, actor. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago we had that conversation. Yeah. So now I don't think it's really, it, it really doesn't have that type of gravitas. But I do think that when they come down here, the, the, the project is, you know, kind of cast already. So they have to... You know, plug in, you know, a couple of recurrents, guest stars, you know, uh, whatnot. And they're looking at it as local talent. Whereas, if if this were in New York, and if I were in New York, if he and he were in New York, and we were auditioning for this, we would ball out for the top dog spots. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Easily. They'd have called us in for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... They possibly would have called us in for or kept us in mind for another one of those, you know, uh, recurring characters. And they would fly us from New York, fly us from L.A. to be in this thing, you know, rather than they got local people right here that you don't have to pay for hotel, travel, per diem or whatever, you know, pay them something fair and then get them in the project. Mm. So that was an adjustment. Like, I think they, they, they hold out and then when they get here, it's like, okay, so let me see the local talent. They don't. They don't hold it the same. Mm-hmm. In right. other words, um, the the grind is of course different. Every day, New York. You know, I'm at home. I get. I get to relax. I got. I got comfortable. You know, I don't like being comfortable no more. I don't like it. I don't like it. Messed up my hunger. I need to get around. I need to get around wolves. Mm. I don't give a damn what scenario. I, I just need to get around. Them. You know what I'm saying? You get around other dogs, you get around other wolves, you know what I'm saying? Other hungry animals, yeah. predators need to eat still. They're not comfortable, it keeps you uncomfortable. It keeps you wanting. You know what I'm saying? Like after this, I'm gonna go home and work on some sides just cause I gotta do it. Just cause I've been sitting around these two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I love these dudes. I respect the big brother, little brother, whatever the hell. You know, at the end of the day, I respect their artistry and their craft. It's like, yo, yay. It's that yeah right here, it, you know, you got to keep that going. And when you speak about that local talent versus that, that's once one of my biggest like peeves currently. Mm-hmm. Trying to right. yeah. trying to come up yeah. because it's almost like I feel like you get to almost a glass ceiling being here, uh, being in the South because, like you said, they already didn't, unless you have a representation in the West Coast and the East Coast, they already come here with everything booked and they might give you the scraps or they might you know have to. Like you, exactly what you just said, and I'm like, dude, we're no worse than any of the people that you pick in a pool from on the west or the east. They just have, they just have more opportunities afforded to them being in those places. Yet, you know, and the stigma, about, and 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 it comes and it does come with the stigma. 
If you got, if you in a draft and you got chosen to go play for the Knicks, mm -hmm. you saying to yourself, nigga, this New York, mm -hmm. it's the Garden. If you got picked, if you got drafted to go play, you know what I'm saying, the Staples Center, formerly known as the Forum, you 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 bugged out like shit. Right. It's L.A. baby, ooh wee. It does carry it, it, it does carry that weight. Yeah, I mean, you're professional, but and then there's the Knicks. Yeah. You are professional, but then there's the Yankees. There's 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 Boston, the Red Sox. But some of it's and a lot, so much of it is from proximity, though. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Some of it, some of it, of course, is from you got the the agency. Of course, you got that Knicks agency. If you would. WME or whoever, whoever, yes, you boom, boom, boom. But some of it is you just happen to live out in New York or LA, and it's just you know how how, how maneuvering that. Um, do you think you have to move from the South? I used to think so, um, but there's a lot. There's a lot that's being funneled to the South. Me personally, I do think I, I, I do think so. Maybe it's just my bias, you know what I'm saying? But moving away, you get that exposure. You get to see what the playing field really looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to see what they see. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get to vicariously through other people, being around. Maybe sometimes you're not necessarily invited to the party. But, you know, you pass in the building, you pass in the house, like, damn, it's going down up in there. And it gives you perspective. It gives you perspective. So if you ever come back to a market that's smaller, you know, keep your head big. Not the big head. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Your, your thoughts. Yeah. Keep that big. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and this is something that we need to talk about off air too. Now I'm, I'm running my mouth. But <laughs> like, you know, up there, man, you know, man, <laughs> some of the homies, you know, they, they, they just coming from a regional play and this one just coming back from London. That one, that one now on Broadway. Look, mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's her birthday. And they're going to, you know, Felicia Rashad's going to be there. And a couple people, you know, most deaf. We just going to go to the party. We just kicking it, though. You're not tripping on the stars. But you're saying to yourself, I'm in the room. Mm -hmm. Once again, I'm close to it. It's touching me. You know, man, look, I can go walk over to her and say, hey, listen, I heard that you're doing because my, my, my partner right here said that, yo, I know that Felicia is going to be directing, blah, blah, blah next time so you know whoop de whoop. Mm -hmm. oh and that party and she's coming bam go to the party you drip whatever you bump into her at the bar with that you know you in this party so you must be somebody so right. she's not gonna be like you know this kind of shit right that's when you shoot your shot right but the parties ain't happening in the south parties ain't happening here where where, <coughs> where, 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 where are those writers where are those directors they're up there and partying and because and, I, and they they're used, already making a selection and you made me think of something that I, I thought about previously but it's the absolute truth <clears throat> unless, unless slash until the South gets a WME decide to set up shop here, a, a big production company that that has the clout of the New York and the LA decide, or oh, we want a subsidiary down there, et cetera, et cetera. None of it's gonna ever <laughs> come to us. Tyler mm -hmm. <laughs> got a studio, and he set up in TNT Atlanta over there. Whatever the hell and, else they got that's that's really going down in Atlanta, and they still aren't. But and, it's, and even still, like Atlanta right now is basically took everything that New Orleans could have been. And Tyler Perry and Oprah and everybody, they flipping and they making a lot of money, a lot of movies there. But they're still local talenting them to death, to death because it's still that Southern stigma of, nah, man, you're not somebody unless you made that leap to the West or you made that leap to New York or what have you. And I guess that just is what it is. You know what I mean? Because oftentimes we try to dodge that truth that you just said. But... 
I mean, currently where I'm at in my journey, I can't escape seeing it. You know what I mean? You won't be able to. Your boy that was in um, Moonlight, the third, the third chapter, mm-hmm. when, he's, when he's an adult. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? Trevante Rhodes. Trevante yeah. Rhodes, yeah. Black Actopedia, baby. From <laughs> Louisiana. Yep, he is from Louisiana. Yep. Went to college in Texas. He was a, he was an all all American athlete, track. Mm-hmm. Somebody saw him like yo. Tried it out in Texas, but then he ended up packing and moving. Where? L.A. Right. Take this seriously. Let me really pursue this thing. Audition for the first shit he auditioned. Well, not the first thing, but the first thing he gets is Moonlight. Boom. That's crazy. But that's part Who of that got the waist from? Plaquemine or... Plaquemine. Some weird... He ain't from New Orleans. He ain't from New Orleans. Yeah, he's from some... You know what I'm saying? Podunk spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pontchatoula. Thank you, Pontchatoula. Pontchatoula. Come on. You catch the red that's flown around Pontchatoula? Hey. Niggas can't even spell Pontchatoula. Come on, bro. Come on. Get out of here. He wasn't even in Louisiana to even get sought for... To act in anything in the first place. He was he was, he was over. Then he moved up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying the odds are very, 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 very small. Now, yeah, of course, not an argument is going to be, well, then you move to L.A., you move to New York. Now you're dealing with five million people that are actors and mm-hmm. seven million in, in L.A. and blah, blah, blah. First thing I'm going to say, Which, it's all about the exposure. Get your ass in front of them. Just get in front of them. Well, I'll get in front of them a few times. Took you a year and a half. Piggybacking off that, there's nothing wrong with starting in a smaller market, building that resume up, because you could be smart about making the move. Ain't nobody saying when you got shit popping, nobody know you never did nothing, run to LA and be part of the lineup. But if you can be where you are, build here, and then, okay, I got, okay, my 15, 20 credits, so I got these relationships, so I got, okay, maybe you can ride momentum to getting you into places that you probably never thought you could. And because that's often the story you hear from other people as well, because I wouldn't want to just like you said, just jump in a car, go. And I don't, I've never done like, I, like when I first started, like maybe 2011 when I graduated college, I it might have been I might have worked out for me to go straight there. But I enjoy the fact that I was able to build here at first to get to, to fail, but not fail, fail and learn some shit. And now, like, like right now, if I had the money to, I probably would be in L.A., you know, what I'm saying, but. That there's again no one way. There isn't. <laughs> there's there's no and that's point of this conversation. Um, I'm gonna switch gears on. Do you have a process? People often ask that. What method do you use? Are you understand? Do do you get into any of that or is it more open? It's more open now because I studied all of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gene Franklin Theater. We were forced to study them all. <clears throat> and then his his philosophy was okay. Now that you studied all this and now that you've been exposed to it, flip it. His, his thing was flip the coin. Mm-hmm. You can do it one way out right now, flip it. Go in a complete di- completely different direction. From there, flip it again. Mm-hmm. From there, flip it again. You can only do that when you are well researched in the role and in the scene and in the story. You can only do that. And then certain uh, uh, techniques can can be used and applied to certain characters. Right. You know what I'm saying? One technique can't be used for every single character. You know what I'm saying? You'll run into a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? So you you have to be uh, 
lucid. You have to be a little flexible. Right. You know what I'm saying? So no, I don't. But what I do do, I re- from from theater, I will always make a backstory. Yeah. I so what's that? Work. What's that like? You get the script, then what you do? What's your what's your process? Depends on the role. Okay. But uh, okay, so like this last joint, um, this Antoine Fuqua joint, the character wasn't very profound and prolific in the story, but he was a part of the story. Mm-hmm. He's a part of the unit, dirty unit, right? So what's so what's my what's all of my internal shit? I play games with myself, right? So I'm the black cop, these white unit, but we, you know we pursuing something. If we don't get it, we in trouble, right? I'm looking at these guys and and what it is that they're saying and their possible mentality. My mentality in this time is 2019 in New Orleans. I started writing the whole backstory from that point on. And by the time I got around the actual actors who were playing these characters, it just fit the bill perfectly. Mm. Which is, well, I'm not racist. They are. Or possibly. They're hiding it. We're pursuing a black guy, a black young man who's younger than me, who could have easily been my little nephew. Mm-hmm. But my job is at stake. So I'm, I'm cool with these dudes, but I ain't close to them. And I want to get on. And if we do get busted, this is kind of a relief because I'm in too deep. But I got real estate going on anyway. I don't know why I say real estate, but I just decided that. So when we were, you know, all that aggressive, because it, you know, it's very aggressive. You know, so I work out. So what I did was I let the external speak for itself. Since I ain't speaking, I let the external speak. I wanted one of the tightest shirts. Like, now I want that one. You know what I'm saying? I was doing push-ups every fucking chance I got. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that the vest was on tight, tight. And when I was, you know, the only thing I messed up on was I didn't have my lokes. Because it was, it was hot out there. You know what I'm saying? And I worked real hard on, on knowing how to handle that motherfucking gun. You know what I'm saying? But when we had a riot scene, I got around the other brothers or whatever. And I said, look, we're not going to go with the pushing and the shoving and the back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from this community. I'm from a community like this. You know, I ain't from this ward. You know, yeah, so I yeah, played yeah. that character. I ain't from this ward, but you know, come on, we, we the people. City. The city's a city, man. Cops already have a bad stigma anyway. In this store, in in in, in our society right now, I didn't want to add to what you already are going to expect. I don't want to add any more to what's already written. So let me stand for a little something that's going to be a little off. You know what I'm saying? Which is respect. Yeah. That's what I use. Respect. I respect my co-workers. I respect the badge. I know we got to do what we got to do. But I'm not going to be a, a, a fucking sheriff in this one. Yeah. Let's get this motherfucker. Let's, you know, I let them say all of that. I let them say it. I just kept, a, you know, going in. Mm-hmm. And when I encountered Lawrence Fishburne, he and I had a real nice night, you know, because you're blue. You're in blue. You know, I'm a narc. So, you know, there's that line. My sister's a cop, so I know I know I, I did my research on right. how, you know, detectives, narcs, and blues, how they all interact. They all, you know, territorial. You know what I'm saying? But he and I had a good moment, man. He had walked past me or whatever when he was coming to the to the scene. And I had, you know, these guys look stand back or whatever. He he comes through, you know what I'm saying? I said, make a hole, make a hole, you know, whatever way he came through or whatever. He just, you know, hit me with one of those. I was like, but not on some yeah, but that, 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 you know that respect mean? not. And I, like in I, my said, mind, I see you. Yep. That and I in see my you. mind, I was like, I hope they keep that one. Yeah. It's real, real, real subtle. But that was a part of my story. Never talked to him once about it. 
Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I like the fact that we did that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I looked at him when he came through. You know, not like, here you go. And then he picked, he just did his thing. I'm like, damn, that was nice. Master class. That was nice. And you got the, it's, it's beautiful to be able to dance with the cats that longevity and such. Before, I, I want to ask you about speaking to, like, when you're opposite a quote-unquote star in the game, or even someone who got history. But I love the fact that, I want to, I want to put a, a star by what you said about creating a background and the backstory and such, because oftentimes people, I respect that because it gives you, it takes some of the acting uh, pressure off of you because some things you already now understand just are. So there's certain things you're going to just do so unconsciously, naturally, because you're already giving yourself, these are my parameters, this is my person, this is what it is. So you don't even have to try as much because you you know who the person is. Like you know, like you just say, you, you don't have to be the nigga that's firing up and fighting because you already know, well, I got this on the line or I have this at stake. Or, but it's all, it, when all of that came from you just creating something that was off the page. Your partner, man, uh, Mike, Mike, man. Uh, we did uh, uh, <laughs> we did a uh, containment Mikhail. together, Mikel. Uh, and uh, man, I remember one of the biggest thing, one of the things I learned from him was the same type of concept of like what's not on the page is your place to to dance. You woo. feel me? He was like, this is what's written because I remember like because he was like the leader of our gang or whatnot, and um, I didn't have any lines for like the first couple of episodes. I'm just like there, so I'm I'm having to do a bunch of things without words. And I remember his thing was, man, like how we already knew for theater, but for whatever reason, some of the some of the boldness and the balls you have in theater and on stage, you kind of hold back when you get on those film and TV sets, maybe because so much is on the line. But I remember he was like, don't forget that the director didn't say no. So try some shit. You know what I mean? If it works within, if it makes sense. And even though if it's not written specifically, if it's not nothing that's like, if you got, if you ain't supposed to shoot somebody, the thing don't say shoot nobody, but within movements, moments, uh, who you're looking at, who you're referring to, how you feel about the motherfucker next to you. There's so much that's within your own story, your own world that you don't have, that's not on the script that you shouldn't even feel like it's the script's responsibility. It should be your, your detective nature or whatnot. And like through that, I found myself like, and scenes and in shots that I probably wouldn't have been in because I was just doing shit. And saying the director didn't say no. <laughs> and, I, and I always I always think about him in that because sometimes when you're, I guess this is a segue, when you're working with someone that has more experience or has been in the game, they can't help but rub off. Like, and it's, can't you just can't help but learn something. So you would head up with Lawrence Fishburne. Are there any other cats besides him that that feeling happened with? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. That dance a monster. Smart, 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 smart guy. And when I say he just let it, it's like we having a conversation, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Raheem say, all right, it's time to go. All right, cool. You know, we on our spots. We just we just on our marks. Like, we on our marks. So it's, just, it's on whatever, whatever. All right, in action. So Martin, just go right here. Pull the trigger. That's all you got to do. Okay? That's it. Walk off. All right, cut. And we'll just circle right back to, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I don't think, you know, I think Obama's got a good chance. I swear to God, this is how, you know, I'm like, damn, effortless. effortless. <laughs> when am I talking to Matt and when am I not? <laughs> effortless, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I got real cool with his trainer named Terry. Man, Terry, you know, you know what I'm saying? Terry's like, bro, Matt works hard, bro. I said, what? He said, man, we had two sessions today boxing. Mm. What? 
said, yeah, man. You know, this is a nice shoot. We in Morocco, right? Me and, I'm, I'm cold shit. Me and Terry running it, though. Man, he said, man, listen. That's one of the hardest dudes I've ever worked with, trained. He said, who else, you know? He said, you know, Ben Affleck worked hard. Gwyneth Paltrow. He said, but, yeah, but D, Denzel. I was like, nice. Because I asked him, I said, what makes the A-listers the A-listers? Mm -hmm. That's he, a great question, too. You know, that's what, that, was, that was my running question for two years. Yeah. I was just asking a bunch of people when I started getting some exposure, you know, getting around folk. That was my question to him. You know what I'm saying? Now, can you help me? You know, how do you get there? What was your, you know what I'm saying? What makes the great great? Right. What makes the A-list and the A-list? Man, that dude told me that Matt was, the type of workouts that they were doing was for his back to have a certain, uh, for his for his physical to have a certain, uh, uh, um, for his physical to be a certain way. And so boxing was the thing in which they had adapted to make his uh, physical appearance be such because as the commander of our, as the as the as the uh, the, the leader of our special unit, the, the movie's Green Zone. Um, as Wait, our, so it's not even a motherfucking boxing movie. He took up boxing just so he can be fit for that. Oh, keep going. Just Damn. to have, just to have his his physique, his mat, his his mannerisms and movements uh, be such where you know his physical presence speaks as well as you know commanding men. To Words. go look for weapons of, uh, weapons of mass destruction. I said, really? No. He said, yeah. I mean, that's a... Because Terry is a boxer. Yeah. But they started doing more of whatever the hell that they were doing to increase this part of his body because this is what he was aiming for and this is what we were going for for this particular character. Because the next movie, he's got to lose all of this shit mm -hmm. and get fat. I said, damn. Right, right, right. And this goes beyond just memorizing some fucking lines. Oh, this see, is so you there, and there, life and therein <laughs> lies the... the, the, the Therein lies the gems right there. Yeah. These motherfuckers work extra, extra, extra hard before they even get there, meaning the set. Yeah. So by the time they get to set, that's why that shit is so automatic. I said, okay. That added to my homework. Like, okay. Right. So that's why the push-ups, when I was running around doing push-ups, that was nothing. Right. Why, you know, I do that shit anyway, but I'm glad I was able to infuse that knowing that physical prowess physical statement, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, got it. Hell, I was talking to a, 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 a costume designer, and I said, why? I, I really wanted to have a certain pair of pants. She's like, you know, but look, if you wear these pants, it makes you look like this. Mm -hmm. And so by looking like that, y'all said, oh, okay. And so I took the nut busters and whatever, you know what I'm saying? They weren't like nut busters where yeah. I can move, but it wasn't what Nicoy would choose. Right, right, I kind of right. want a little more space, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, but I, but I, Gotcha. But and then when I saw a photo, and I saw you know a little clip of what we just said, mm, it does look, you know what I'm saying, like um, and then you know pop pow, like yeah, all right, and it worked. And, 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 and you also it made worked. me think about type. When you when you think about like knowing what your type is and knowing how you're perceived before you even open your mouth, you have to be that self-aware in this business because they're already doing it. They're already doing They're doing it every time they call you for an audition. They're yeah, telling you how they see you. You can see yourself as the most, the biggest Shakespeare and whatnot. You could have actually done all of that. But on the when you're talking about being professional, when you're talking about being in the business, like you said, you already do push-ups and shit, already working on your body and your aesthetic because you already know the type of things that they are calling you in for. You know what I mean? Or what they're expecting of you. And that... And I also kind of know where I want to go. 
that and that's the third element truthfully you know yes I, yes i, I kind of know where i want to go mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there was a point where everybody was just get just buffing out they just busting out their clothes and everything like that and i realized that well they they, they typecast right about it in here yep and then you get yes you know what i'm saying <laughs> they can't wear it they can't wear it pull it off the rack and yeah. they can't right they you know they 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 only can they do all. slow nigga shit. i said oh shit. <laughs> so i took notes from all of these motherfuckers i said okay I am going to build an all-purpose body. Yes, yes. Because, you know, I'm decent looking. So I, I need to be next to a, a hot looking chick. Yeah. That's going to be believable. Yes. You and put me with Megan Good, that's a believable couple. Mm -hmm. You understand me? So right. I'm going to keep the face right, teeth white. You mm -hmm. dig? And haircut on, on, you know what I'm saying? Bam. But at the same time, I'm athletic. Yeah. At the same time, I want to do, you know, some army shit, Navy SEAL shit, you know, special, special forces. I, I played football before. In a movie. Yes. But I was a hooper. But I was a hell of a flag football player. So I was like, oh, I can learn this shit. The, the proper way to hit. You know what I'm saying? I got a fucking double. But I'm an athlete. And I'm arrogant. So I kind of want to do a lot of my stunts. Mm -hmm. And they let me. Which means, guess what? I ended up parlaying that shit into stunt work. Yep. That's Checks. An that's another thing you told me about. When we did Nola, uh. Cir when we did Nola Circus, I remember um, they wanted me to do something. You said, man, you better make sure they paying you for that because that's a whole nother check. You're talking about doing your own stunts. And I didn't know that as a young actor because when you come from theater, you just used to being like, fuck, I'll do that. I'll jump off that. Oh, okay. You want me jumping the thing naked? Let's go. But not even understanding in business. Oh, no. You can do that, but they got to pay you for it. Always going back to the naked, huh? I've been naked a lot, man. Once again, shout out to Nova Circus. That's, of course, I make this joke literally every time. That's where I learned that Mr. Bats will give you a great performance, especially in the end. Um, I guess it's my turn. Um, so, can we talk a little bit about type? Because going from, and I guess I did, did look up some stuff, going from, like, I think your first movie was G, wasn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, going from there to seeing the other credits and coming to like now, it seems like you went from playing kind of like the thuggish roles to now you're more official, more cops, more like officers. Can can you talk a little bit how you um, about how you saw these roles and not only that saw that kind of evolution. Going from one to the other. Because one thing I've all, I've noticed, I feel like 90% of black actors at some point has to play some type of thug role. I mean, it's like that's what they all think or of us. Or you gotta die. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Uh, but with, back to you, like, yeah, so how did that evolve from one to the other? I think it's just the process. Um, and I tried not to, I, even going into Be More Smooth with, uh, with G, I tried not to play too much into the stereotype of who and what he was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm. As a matter of fact, I know I got the role because I didn't do it. DMX was up for that. Memphis Bleak was up for that. The Chico, he's he's an actor. He he's acting all kind of shit. From from he was up. There was a lot of people that was up for that character. Chico Benjamin? A lot of people was up for that mm -hmm. character, man. And from New Orleans Black Expedia, baby. I brought you. You all right with me, boy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I brought my own flavor to it. But but Andrew Lauren, Ralph Lauren's son, Polo, he's the one that bought the film, bought the rights to the film, and did it independently. But he saw me do it on stage. Mm. So man, look, I hey. So his first conception 
of that character was of what I did. What you did, yeah. On stage. Word. So to get the call, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, man, you know, I tried not to be the, you know, real thuggish, ruggish. I, I wanted to add some humor, some charm, because in the script, he got cut, but in the script, he evolves. The one that's just banging his head against the wall and, you know, saying wild shit and doing the wild and doing the wild shit, you as an audience member, you're not going to believe his evolution. Mm -hmm. Some of you might not, some audience members might not even want him to evolve. Right. You know, we like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, oh, my God, that right there. BMO, I wanted BMO to, 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 to resonate. You know what I'm saying? He started off one way or whatever, but I picked my spots. Like, you know, there's a time where I'm going to get serious. There's a time where I'm going to lay it on the line and show some some a different color that I don't think they, they expected. Right, right, right. So evolution-wise, I think business-wise, you know, yeah, eventually every black man does play a cop, detective, you know, lawyer. But I want to say something to what you just said, yeah. man. Because as a person who gets a lot of those kind of roles, I started learning, I started leaning towards... I'm looking for the redemptive aspects now. Period. You know, like, I, because I don't want to play anybody that you will ever be like, that's just thug one. No, I want you to be like, man, he played that role. You hear me? And I'm trying to find, because if you already got me playing a ne'er-do-well, I got to get you to understand why he's a human. Hello. And that's my job. Man, I heard some, I heard a white actor say this. I don't know who, so I'm not going to give no, nobody false credit, but the the statement was the difference between the bad guy and the good guy. The difference between the, the guy that wears the white hat and the black hat is a choice. Mm -hmm. Life choice. Mm -hmm. Somebody went right, somebody went left. That's it. It was a situation circumstance. He chose to leave the money and say, I'm going to report it. He chose to pick up the bag and say, I ain't saying shit. But they both eat, sleep, shit, breathe just like you. They both eat, sleep, and shit the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. That, that, that fucked me up. I'm like, okay. In other words, to break it down for those that might be struggling with that one. So I, yeah. <laughs> just because I'm from the Calio, just because I'm from the mouth mean, doesn't mean I'm not worthy of, a, of, a, of, a, of an education. Right. I'm not worthy of going to Loyola Tulane. I'm not worthy of love. I'm just not worried period. just straight up love. You dig? Never mind your fucking perception. We're talking about me. Mm -hmm. Me and what I'm thinking based on my surroundings, environment, and people that I'm around. You know what I'm saying? Yo, this is my boy, but you know, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. It's mm -hmm. my boy though, but I don't necessarily agree with that. So, you know, hey man, look, it's, it, it's time to go. I'm going to ride out. I'm going to holler at you later. You know what I'm saying? That decision... Spared my life because 20 minutes after I left, there was a drive-by and, you know, street sweeper. And everybody died, including my boy. And I just left the goddamn, I just left them. Damn. And 20 minutes earlier, you might have been bowed. And then something just decided, might have just dawned on you. So it's not even that you even know better than your boy that God got because you was living the same way to a degree. But like you said, choices. This guy said he was not going to take the bag. He was going to go and call the cops. This guy said, fuck that. I'm taking the bag. I ain't calling nobody. Somebody's eating a little better. Somebody's appreciation for how they are paying their bills and their life circumstances is a little bit better than the other one. 
Desperation, comfort. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would look at that. I hear you. I'm taking this money. I need my life to change like right now. You just got your paycheck. They told me my motherfucking paycheck not coming for another two weeks. And we got this money sitting in front of us? Fuck that. All of it. You sure you don't want none? Because you my boy. I'm giving you one time. No? That's it. Right. Now, in the movie, I'm the bad guy now. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. But my circumstances were such that, and if, and if you play it right, right, you know what I'm saying, there's somebody who can be out there like, you know what? I, I ain't going to lie. I would have did that too. Shit. Right. And you want that. You want that. Because I need the camera, I need the director to want to film my hubble. Bro. I and it's a dip, and there's a difference within the nuance between someone looking at you like, man, I think I'm stupid, versus I felt where he was coming from. Yeah. And it's a difference between, you know, look, it's a difference between having a white beater on and the and the cutoff shorts or whatever, and, and, and you know, and your flip-flops and, and whatnot, you're sitting on the porch with the beer and you're grabbing your dick the whole time and you all this other kind of stuff, versus you're just sitting on your step with the beer, or whatever, you know, chopping it up. Using your local slang. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to look at you and say, well, both of them are thugs. Somebody's being a little more thuggish mm-hmm. than the other person. Well, one person's playing to a caricature and the other person's being. And that, that when you have that understanding of, dude, like so much of this acting thing is about being and not so much acting, that's, that's when certain keys start clicking. Career, the role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you dig? Mm-hmm. You dig? Mm-hmm. Because I know that the, the, the wide shot means they're going to get the girl jumping rope, the little girl playing hopscotch right here, the car that's on cinder blocks that's right in front of my fucking house. I don't have to fucking say that I live in the hood. <laughs> right. Right? Right. The wide shot did that. They're doing the work. They're doing the work. Let me just sit here on my porch. It's already, they already got, you know, the paint chip. They already picked this up. Put the beer in the brown bag. Nah, it's real. Uptown, man, we put this in the brown bag, man. We don't... Right? Right. The difference between having my sock up, sock down, no socks on, whatever, that's... But I'm just sitting here, man. And it's hot. How hot? How hot is it? You know, backstory. How hot is it? Before I came out here or walking out here, did I just hang up on my girl? She ain't coming? Or, you know what I'm saying? The weed man ain't... I ran out just now. Just took a big shit. What have you? The Bad kid. story before I walk out the right. door. How I walk out the door. How I sit down. That nigga, it, it's hot and I just end it out. It's a different thing. And you use all that. All of it. Thuggish. Thug. Person. Person. You feel me? And I, many times we catching these characters on that day. Yeah. You don't know yeah, what that dude, what that dude had gone. Yeah. You know, you got to file, you got to ride the day, man. Um, you had another one? No, no, I wanted to finish this question. Yeah. So, the, so detectives, man. Oh, I forgot. That, Shit, we just, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. going to digress with you, motherfucker. <laughs> He's sorry. horrible at this, by the way. You and I are real bad at this. Uh, they're good. He's professional quiet. digression. Right. You like professional. Yeah, right. Um, I, felt, I feel like the evolution is pretty, was, 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 was pretty uh, seamless, and it was time. I wasn't going to play that guy too many more times. Um, be more smooth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the industry 
does that. You know, when they're ready to see what you are made of and give you some emotional life, you're a cop, you're a detective, you're, you're this, you know, recently we are now judges and we are now um, law firm, you know, the whole firm mm -hmm. is black. Uh, shout out to the, 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 good, uh, the Good Fight. I love that goddamn show. Spin off from The Good Wife, Sundays at a... Uh, he said, give y'all recommendations, motherfuckers. Go check it out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on some yeah, shit. Why? Because Daryl Lindo. Mm. Daryl Lindo. Yeah, nah, didn't know that. From, 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 you know what I'm saying? No. Malcolm X. Daryl Lindo is a, is, a, is a law partner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The good wife, you know, they didn't have a lot of blacks. Your boy who, uh, um, who jumped up. Payson Jack. That was the name of Malcolm X. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, your boy who, uh, Luke Cage, Michael... Uh, Michael Mike Coulter. Yep, because he and I used to work out together in uh, in, in in Manhattan uh, Valleys. But his he he had this. He He's had, in a good fight. Damn. He um, was in a good. He was in. He was in. He was on a good wife, and he played the drug dealer, who was super articulate, clean, money laundering, uh, <laughs> lived affluently. And sent his child to a very good school in Manhattan or whatever. And so every time they came to lay the bus down on him, you know, he would use that voice and that black, he was clean. Yes. Clean. <laughs> oh, and he had a recurring role. I'm like, man, Mike doing it right now. Yeah. From that fucking Luke Cage. From that, he back to CBS now. He got a new show coming out, uh, something about the end. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was watching. Like, I the trailer for it. But, like, he but he ain't played a... They put him in a suit, dog. Yeah. That boy had on some classic shit. He was clean every episode and was just killing him with the class. He had classical music. I don't know if they wrote this for him or not, but I thought it was just brilliant. He had classical music being played in his three-story brownstone in Manhattan when they came talking to him and whatnot. Man, he was a boss player. Boss, boss. So before Ghosts hit, there was Mike's character on the good, the good life, uh, the, the the good wife. I promise you that. I'm like, damn, that was cold blooded. But I don't know why the fuck I went there. Why? Right? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just think it's a, it's a, it evolved, man. They they eventually uh, call you to play these characters, and it's good that I was able to step into those and be, I won't say straight laced, but not be, you know, wiry, mm -hmm. to be composed, be serious, you know, streamlined. I kind of like that. Fits my personality too, you know. I got all that. Have you ever had an FTS moment? Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> ever had a fuck this shit moment? Whether it be on a show or a movie, or where you're like, okay, they're either treating me like an over care or over overt character, or they're fucking with me, or something's going down, or something's going wrong, to where it's like. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, of course. Mm. I've had several of those. Um, and My dog said, of course. Yeah. Damn. Because you have those. You have those because sometimes um, the, the powers that be, they really do handle talent like pawns. Mm -hmm. And over their course of interacting with other, you know, uh, with, with talent, they got away with it. Mm -hmm. So... Because so many of us are just so happy to be like, I'm happy yeah. to be here. You eat those, you eat those stale chips. Mm -hmm. and they eat. You eat those stale chips. Mm -hmm. You know, you say, well, you know, and you do know, you do feel that looming, well, if I step off, somebody's just going to step right in. You do feel that and you do want the check and you do want the credit and you do want these things or whatever. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, let me not speak against that because there were times where I probably stayed when I should have gone. There were times where I should have turned something down or got out before we got too far into it because I already saw it was going to be a train wreck. I already saw that they didn't have their shit together. I already saw that we were going to be eating peanuts, literally and figuratively. And I don't feel like peanuts are, are proper, right? So, yeah, I had a lot of fuck this shit, fuck, the, fuck this shit moments. Um, when I matured and my, my horizons broadened, when I said fuck this shit, that meant I needed to do something about it. Mm-hmm. See, power. Right. Grab my nuts. I'm like, okay, I got power in this situation. I already spoke. It can't cut my ass out now. <laughs> so, I can... so I'm not going to wild out and fuck my name up. No. I'm gonna, but I'm going to make my name known. I'm part of the team. By speaking up. Right. I can say something. I'm part That's of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fuck this shit. The peanuts are stale. The chips are stale too. This is for this is for the zoo. Can we do something about this? Because I'm educated. I'm direct when I want to be. You know, I like to do what you do and see what you're going. You know, this ain't my show. But if you're fucking up, then I gotta say something because you're not about to fuck my whole experience up. See? Because yeah, so yeah, fuck this shit. I'm about to start talking to somebody. Or fuck this shit. I'm about to do something. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna make a phone call. Like I need a pizza. You want to go in on pizza or something? I eat peanuts. I'll just come out of my pocket. Do you feel like somebody who is at a lower level, like just starting out, do you feel like they have agency to do that? Or rather have a little bit more agency? Because, like I said, you're so anxious to be there to the point where, uh, can I really say something? Or will that Shut up, the answer is yes and no. Um, you, you don't because they're gonna play you like and I'm not, I don't mean to ruin multitasking. Um, you 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 do because you're human mm-hmm. and you're a part of the whole. Being being a rookie to it, you probably won't know what to say, who to say it to, and how to say it. Right. That's why you kind of sorta should exercise some deference and holler at a seasoned vet mm-hmm. or holler at somebody who's got a little more cachet than you. Make them aware of what's going on on a larger scale, on a wider scale. You dig? Because they might not be experiencing that. Gotcha. Because they are of a larger cachet. You understand? And they have more experience and they not fucking with them like that. You see? But you, they, you know, pat me on the head and Take that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. on the quiet. So, you, so yeah, you, you, you know, you don't want to sit there and, and, and stomach those stale peanuts, literally and figuratively, right? But you don't want to ruffle feathers and you don't really have the strength to fly. You're too new in the nest. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Holler at somebody, you know, on the cool light. If you don't mind, look, not not fight my battle for me, right. but or who or who who would you direct me to in order to you know take a look at this? Right. You know, cause you know this is pretty bad, or this isn't this isn't good. You know. And funny enough, when you say when you're a rookie, you don't know what to say, et cetera, et cetera. 
But even when you were a rookie, if you got hired to do that job, mm-hmm. they didn't hire you to say, they didn't hire you thinking, oh, I've hired this rookie. They hired a person to do the job. That's right. So there's, not like what you just said, Nicole, you might not have, you know, all of this power, but many times you have more power than you, re- than you realize when you step, when you step, step back and, right. and take in like, okay, I am here for a reason, mm-hmm. which means I have an opinion at least. I have something to offer, which means you also have something that you can ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, 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 there's, yeah, it's, it's taking in the professional. They're paying you to be there. They're not doing a favor. You're, if anything, you're doing them a favor because they're paying you, you know? So it, it's, 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 it's one of those things you learn through experience. Because ooh, ooh, that's what I was just about to say, right? Ooh, you know, experience is going to teach you. It's everything. How to even set your parameters. Oh, yes. As soon as you walk in, you can see, smell it, and hear it, and be like, okay, all right. Okay, this is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You you adjust your expectations. Mm-hmm. You adjust them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And yes, then, okay, yes. Okay, now let's galvanize. All right, all right. So where where's our dressing? We're getting dressed? Mm, okay. Well, if this is what we're doing and there's no, or whatever, you know, um, we need to, because it's five of us in this room right here, you know, that's not going to work. Is you sure there's not another place? You see, you you learn through experience how to start start Hi. getting at it fast. Yes. Because once they get busy setting up stuff and whatever, putting out other fires and whatnot, they they're not trying to deal with the dressing room, whatever, whatever. But they're gonna want you to be, come on, hurry up and let's let's get ready. You know what I'm saying? And and if you're relatively new, you don't have the the the. The, the balls, really. You don't have the, the verbiage to say, you know, I've been uncomfortable for the last hour and a half. Now, you guys want me to perform. Now, I'm not in the headspace. Not in the headspace. I hadn't been, I, you know. This is why you have trailers. This is why you have a section that's way off. So I could be where I'm at to get my mind right. They come checking on you, see if you need some tea. <laughs> you need a soda. You, you know what you need. Because when we come calling, time to go. Period. So I agreed to do the low budget. I agreed to this right here. All right, but we have to make this, you know, some. we have to find some comfort in this right here. You know, vets know how to do that because we know. I remember sitting on my motherfucking And not saying and shit. And not saying shit. <laughs> and not saying shit. And I was aggravated the whole time. I don't give a fuck if the damn thing come out. I don't care. Because yeah. like, y'all didn't motherfucking care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. here I am like, all right, here we go. Action. I'm tight. Shit. This ain't even my character right now. I'm not even supposed to be tight. Not this guy, but I'm tight. Nicole tight. Yeah. Because, you know, I ain't saying I needed a palatial, you know what I'm saying? But don't play me. <laughs> but don't play me, though. You know what I mean? Let me someplace that's 175 degrees. Can you at least turn the fan on? Something. <laughs> Just, just a little bit of a fan. You know what I'm saying? That needs to be hell up in here. Wait, y'all don't... You don't y'all don't have water? water? You don't have, y'all don't have water? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Perrier. I didn't say, you know, essential. Yeah. Just, water. Water? Uh, let, let me see if we could get water. Y'all don't have water. Wait, you made me think, wait. Right then and there, I start making a list. Because if they're going to make a run, let me go ahead on and make a list right now. Because that, that means they ain't going to have no crafty... They're not gonna have they're gonna trail mix. You're not gonna have a lunch. So let me make my list right now. <laughs> they're gonna get water, Rob. You want something? You better tell them. Put me on. You better tell Put them. me on. 
<laughs> and tell him to bring some Skittles. So. Have you ever had a moment that reminded you that you was black in this industry? Because oftentimes they like to say, we all actors, we all da, da, da. But is there, have there everything, has there ever been anything that smacked you in the face of like, oh yeah, it's a different journey for me than it is for my white counterpart? Yep. Man, I think it's, I think it's all the time I'm reminded that I'm Yo. black, you know, because... Case in point from this uh, project that I referred to uh, with Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, at first, the unit was all white. So then they had to get a black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they won't look crazy. Yeah, they had to diversify. Diversify. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the word. That's mm -hmm. the political word. They had to diversify. Damn, man, the debate on. I ain't taping. Uh, part one, Democrats. Um, <laughs> we about to get you out here, man. Right? No, I'm, 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 I'm telling you. I'm creeping. Uh... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. I, so I remind well, myself later. Yeah, I had to send an email right quick. There it is. Up, no, you see what I'm saying? I wonder what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Pull out, pull out, look at this. Pop on me right now. You invited me in here. You invited me in here. I'm in here. That's <laughs> why I said, don't get prop on me now, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I'm reminded all the time, man, because I'm listening to these cats who, you know, who I was, you know, co-starring around, man. So they got this audition. They're going to read for that. And they're about to do this and whatnot. And I'm just sitting here like, hmm. What if I get called for that right there? Nobody get called for that one. Maybe didn't even hear about that one. Like, I wonder. Now, you know, I, watched, I even watched how uh, the director dealt with him. And he was, he was black. Mm. Okay. No problem. You know, has there ever been a time where it's hit you like dead in your face? The only reason I say that is because myself, um, I, I realized it when I got an email from a certain person at a certain theater, which shall remain nameless in this bitch. <laughs> um, that just kind of like, well, damn, I'm this to you. Hmm. And I've always been this to you. But the only person who didn't realize this shit mm -hmm. was me. Mm -hmm. The fuck? <laughs> if, if it's not, and like I said, you've been at it, long, of course, much longer than I have. But um, it, 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 Threw me for a complete and total loop because I was like, I thought I was this. And I said, no, no, you're a nigga. You're still it's a nigga. Like, <laughs> and not only am I that, but I'm also what it sounded like was I'm, I'm also you're talking. Uh. So wait a second. Does that mean you were going off of my performance? Or were you going off of the fact that, uh, we need more black people in this? So, so has it ever like smacked you in the face like it did to me? <laughs> no. I never had that. Gracias a Dios. <laughs> thank God. I you know, said thank uh, God. <laughs> man, last night, um, <clears throat> some young, some brothers were, had this almost heated discussion. The question was, um, if Donald Trump paid you a bag, paid you a hundred stacks to work for him, 
but yet, you know, when he turns around, he goes to the media and he does what he does and he, you know, speaks how he speaks about um, other nationalities and whatnot. <clears throat> What'd you work for? Pause. Then he said, to feed your family, would you shovel shit for the bag? So I addressed, the, I chose the first question. Uh, at, uh, I said, Donald Trump, he's paying, he's paying, he's paying, I'm working for Donald Trump. Even though he's going to the media, he's saying shit about Mexicans, shit about, you know, black people, and, you know, even though Donald Trump doing what he's doing, you would work for him? I said, yep. Damn, I expect you to say that. I said, neither would he expect me to do what I'm going to do with the money that I'm making, the secrets that I learned, and the shit that I stole from him, and the people that I connected because I work for him. Mm -hmm. Oh. First of all, I'm working for Donald Trump for a reason. I'm, I, I do have some qualifications, right? Uh, fuck the fact that I meet the quota. I'm in there. Yeah. Now, now that I'm in there, it's up to me to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Because even though he is who he is and he's doing what he's doing, it's up to me to make my master plan of what I'm going to do. Ooh, and that, and that makes me think about whenever people talk about how it was this big deal about Ariel being cast black. And we got this contingent of black people going, man, they just, they just giving us this because they're Trinidad. But then I look at it like this. I'm like, yo, you know once that black girl is Ariel, them little black kids, them little white kids, them little Asian kids, them little Spanish kids, they can't unsee seeing us in that light i don't right. give a fuck if you're pandering to me i don't get what would i do like what you said right. what we do with the money what we do with the bag right. they can't take the from bag? us correct correct you could have cast me to be the token but that token role made me like chris rock say one job is not successful unless it gets you another job you feel me if that got me a job that blew me up even bigger would I have told my past self not to be a token that time? Mm -hmm. It's all. I think it comes down to being aware of it. Like, you know what I mean? Perception. Perception and awareness. Like, if you're aware that I'm hustling this for this, then you're not a coon. You're a coon if you really drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> for I, real, don't do nothing else I with it. I just want to piggyback off of what you're saying a little bit and, and talk about Lawrence's situation because I work for the same unspoken theater. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you knew but it coming in. I And that's that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I knew coming in. So in in a way, I use it to make a shit ton of money from these people. As opposed to the my counterparts, when I found out how much they were being paid, which was substantially lower. And I'm like, what? Y'all accepted that? Y'all accepted that? They're like, well, how much did you get paid? And I told them where my contract said, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, What? I'm like, they make that in a night. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, they make that in a night and they're, and they're racist. So if we go in knowingly working for these races, I'm going to get what I have to get from them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the only way. Because at times it's you can't, because you won't always know who's racist. We got racist signing out checks every day. Every single day, you know, every single day. So make as much as possible, as money as you can. Right. Or, just, or flip it, flip it flip to your advantage yes, as fast as possible. Absolutely, you have to. All right, so we about to get you out of here, Nick. Man, I'm, I'm having too much fun. <laughs> we got this whole, uh, we got this section that we do that we bit from uh, inside the actor studio that I want to toss to, and Lawrence, Lawrence usually leads it. But Honestly, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask one. What you about to say? 
the, the actor studio bit from a French guy named Bernard Pavot. Okay, Pivot, so it's, I mean it's all biting all around, but that's the way art go. But before I before we get into that section, that, that's usually where that's the like the last section actors go through a spitfire question and answer. Who were some of your black actor influences coming up or inspirations that you saw that made you feel like that's me, I could do that? Oh yeah, good question. I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer. Michael Jack, no particular order. Michael Jackson, um, Malcolm X, Sidney Poitier. Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. In the heat of the night, Harold. Harold Rollins. Yeah. Black Actopedia, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I like his tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lou Gossett. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Yeah, I could stop right there. But those are always in my gimme bag. <clears throat> I, I, I levitated towards power. I levitated towards strength. I levitated towards those that were very pronounced and demonstrative when they spoke, mm-hmm. when they walked, how they held themselves, you know, how intense yet loving they were in their delivery, in their embrace, you know, in their characters. I levitated toward all those people and I was like, man, you know, later I learned the word is captivating. Mm-hmm. I levitated to those people and like that, that, that right there. You know, uh, Michael Jackson was magical. Like, you know, he was purity, magic. <laughs> so I always aspire for like one day I'll be on a stage or on a platform like that where what I'm doing will be as captivating and affecting as that shit. Mm-hmm. Stood still for 15 minutes. They were minutes. pulling their goddamn <laughs> hair out. They were literally pulling their hair out just amazed, you know what I'm saying? And he and just he separated still. from his brothers like, man, this was good, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. I just need this one moment. Just, you know what I'm saying? One moment. He came out with that shit. Go ahead, how you live one moment? <laughs> he had that shit. Meteoric. Wow. You know? I like I, I like like that. Those those were my influences. Malcolm X just how he spoke. Goes back to those words from words, Malcolm man. High I heard school, a tape. I'm like whoa, whoa. I mean everybody had uh, um, um, Martin Luther King as their favorite. You know, I love and respect those words as well. But Malcolm's words and how he spoke and what he was saying, I'm like resonated. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it did something to me. You know. Shouts out to Denzel Washington, because my God. Because even when you speak about the real Malcolm X, pieces of the movie Malcolm X comes to my mind at the same time. Oh, he the... truly embodied that shit. Gee. Yeah, that, that see to, for me that's one of those Malcolm X that, that's one of those Michael Jackson type moments. Mm-hmm. Like you looking at him like that's Denzel Washington, but that's Malcolm X. Shorter, darker <laughs> skinned than that man, but mm-hmm. still see Malcolm fucking X. What the hell is going on right now? Mm. For almost three hours. Yo, mm. and you stuck to, and you stuck with it. You stuck with that performance. He held you. That's when De- that's when Denzel Washington really let motherfuckers know, dog. And I'm here. That's one of those premiere performances. Like that just mm. But uh, yeah, Lawrence, this is on you, dog. I just wanted to know that. Thank you for that. This, yes, of indeed. course, is a questionnaire that was 
um, initially created by Bernard Viveau, uh, was stole by James Lipton, who to this day I will always say used to be a French pimp. Um, he was. He was he a was French a pimp. pimp. <laughs> He's a nine-year-old pimp. Anyway, what is your favorite word? Damn. Only one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just one. <For> now. <laughs> yes. Yes is your favorite word. That's great. What yes. is your least favorite word? No. There we go. Um, what is something that you cannot live without? Smile. Ah, what is a noise that you love? Applause. <laughs> <laughs> what is a sound or noise that you that you do not love? Well, that you hate, rather. The chalk going down the the, 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 the nails. The chalk, yeah, nails of chalk going down the chalkboard, or nails going down the glass, or you know, yeah. This is my personal favorite because I'm I'm 12 years old. What is your favorite cuss word? Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it did, uh, well, we already know that. We, we know fuck is your favorite cuss word. Um, yes. What is uh, what is your hype song? Ooh, I got a lot of those, man. Just one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Nicki Minaj and Drake, moment for life. Hmm. Wish that I did have this moment for life. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Ah, this is just a goofy one. Pumpkin or sweet potato pie? Sweet potato pie. There are no black people. No, we're gonna we go to five one at some no, point. It's gonna be hilarious. Gonna They're gonna be the first. Pumpkin for real? Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Wait, pumpkin is sweet, sweet potato, potato pie. Yeah, Everyone's come through sweet to say sweet potato, potato pie, and it's, that's a black shit. But I swear, there will be someone. Yes, there's someone. Yes, I can't do that. They grew up in Iowa, <laughs> <laughs> Maine. What? <laughs> Damn it! No black. What is a profession that you would like to try? <sighs> yeah. I athlete. Basketball. What is one of your struggle jobs? Well, what is one of your most hated struggle jobs? What was one of my most hated struggle jobs? One of the joints you got to have because, you know, as actors, we all had those joints. Bills. <laughs> I didn't have one of those. Um, I used to, I battled with the, the, I'm just another waiter thing, which I still am. <clears throat> but, I grew to appreciate that. So I no longer struggle because I realized one of the things that I realized was that's a part of the whole. So for however long I could tell you I've been a, a, a server and the different levels of service and restaurants that I've worked in is going to add to that to the story of this is how long I've been having this as a skill but pursuing that as a lifestyle. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
I cannot be as involved as you because I used to work at Voodoo Barbecue and I hated every second of it until they fired me. Yeah. But he's like the second person. There's only been two other, one other person that said something similar about having a struggle job and seeing it with that perspective of basically adding it to the process mm -hmm. of everything. Because when the other, because when the other person said it, it made me look at that concept differently. You just mm -hmm. made me look at it differently again. Of like, because if you was asking me that question, there's one, there's a particular job that I think about that. My God, I just felt like nothing while I was working there. But even as an actor, you can use that. Or uh, even in the game of, I don't have the words, I don't want to stretch it. But yeah, I appreciate that answer, definitely. And that's a job that, maybe that's a job that you didn't like. Maybe that job you didn't like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that job you didn't like. Yeah, for me, it's UPS. I did that for like maybe three weeks and had to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was the job. It was the yeah. job that I, I couldn't fuck with that. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. couldn't fuck with it. The one thing that I will say, because I'm trans... trans Positioning out of um, sky slavery, uh, the air plantation, as I have called it, I work for I work for an airline, is that I like it because yeah, you can travel all over and like the people I work with, but you get to see so many people in so many different points in time in their lives, and I I have I will be honest with you. I have stolen characteristics off of the people who fly on our planet. You're supposed to. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, you're supposed to. Now yes. we're talking. There, there was a woman who came up to me, cussed me full on out. Yeah, I used her in a show. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you're going to do that? Fine. Everybody going to immortalize your ass. Um, What? Black film or production would, at any point in time, in any situation, would you like to be a part of, and what part? Shit. That's, that's a terrible question, man. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's eyes lit up. <laughs> See, like, so many games. You got a A movie that's, that's already been made, right? Yes. Or or a show or whatever. It, and it doesn't matter if somebody's actually played that. So if you want it to be quick and hard on the nights. <laughs> actually, that might be mine. I was about to say, you want to be quick and hard on the nights? <laughs> I would say... Man, I'm sifting through quite a bit, but... One that really pop, pop, I would say the Cosby Show. Theo. Mm. It's an iconic show. Because it actually, to be honest with you, very quickly, um, it actually showed actual being a teenager, not I'm yep. struggling through the hood and all of that shit. It's like, I'm just a teenager. I want to do shit. I want to get the girl. I want to go on this show. And you didn't, at that time, the mid-80s, didn't really have that, especially when it came to black kids. Because <laughs> a lot of times, unfortunately, we're not... Yeah, that's, that's, you know... That, that's an icon. Iconic show. Um, what actor, living or dead, at any point, would you want to work with? The way y'all tilted your head at the exact same time is hilarious. Hey, Kev, give me one second. I'm going to interview. I'll call you right back. Back. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> they did that, of course. Uh, 
dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for this one, we'll give you two. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Stressful question, man. Have to ask around on a regular. <laughs> we'll glad, I'm glad you layered these out. You know? this, this is hard. Yeah, we'll give you two. We James Earl Jones. Ooh, there we go. Okay, father. James father. Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones. And Simba, father. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, yeah, Troy, yeah. nigga. That's <laughs> what I think when you say James. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll throw y'all with this one. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoa. Why? Okay. I know she's the EGOT, but is there any specific reason beyond? I think Whoopi Goldberg is a freak. I think she's a genius. Yes. And I would... <laughs> I would... I would love to just be on something with some length. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it out in the universe. I would love to be on something with a length of time where I could be opposite her. I know I would be walking away fat. Yeah. Fat. Yeah. I'm talking about obese. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I would be walking into it, especially after this interview, I'd be walking into it empty. To plug into her every mm-hmm. goddamn second. Right. And I'd suck her dry. <laughs> Wherever you go, I want to go except for the bathroom. Yes. I'm serious. So because Whoopi. Whoopi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoopi. Well, no, no. I'm talking about the actual sitcom, Whoopi. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, I, I, I remember the show. Yeah. Very quickly. It's it's still on YouTube. Go out. It's yeah. hilarious as fuck. The reason it tanked, unfortunately, was because people was tripping, especially about political shit. Um... 2003, what do you expect? Um, my last one. If heaven exists, what do you want God to say when you reach the pearly gates? Take, take, take a little bit of this. He's, and I, I the only reason I'm shielding my eyes because the last couple times this happened, they answered this question. Uh, they you gotta me. stop shielding your voice because they yeah. go hear whatever you say. Yeah, once again, the last couple times they uh, they asked this question, they looked me dead in the face, and I almost burst in tears. So I'm just gonna look down. Yeah, this question us. shakes him up. All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Right here. Um, I want you to come on in, take a little bit of this knowledge, see your grandmother, your great grandmother, your great aunt. And then go back down there and do more. Mm. Dang it, I'm glad I didn't look at you. Because mm. <laughs> that was really freaking good. Yeah, and that, that was really good. Damn, he said, send me back with, to make it better out here. I like that. Damn. Let me get, you know, fortified. Let me get some of that energy. And some, that some, of that, some of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me see. Those three women, man, who shaped my life, who I love dearly. I still got my mama, so that's why she ain't in that. You know what I'm saying? And then go back and give me the, give me the, give me the command, give me the the station to go back down here and do more. 
We're going to just leave it on that. You can't yeah. follow that right there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thank you, Nikoi Banks, yeah, for coming good. through. You heard me? Nikoi. Great questions, man. Tell the people about any upcoming projects you got coming out and where they can find you. You can find Nikoi.Banks. Uh, look, email me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can email me, Nikoi.Banks at Gmail, Nikoi Banks, Facebook, Nikoi Banks, um, Instagram. Uh, we talked about Queen Sugar Season 4. Yeah. Uh, we talked about um, uh, the name of the movie with um, Lawrence Fishburne is called Hashtag Free Rayshon. So that'll be coming out, you know, in the near future on your cell phone devices. How about that? Mm. And uh, The Purge. Word. Season 2. That's my new Queen Sugar. Yeah. Like, I, I, they, yeah. Queen Sugar was all in my audition. I finally got on that purge. Same thing. Me too. A million of these auditions. Me too. And yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I just got some. So get that bitch. Saying. Get yeah, that yeah, bitch. Yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and just keep your eyes out because I'm, I'm up and out. Yes, indeed. Like that. Yes, indeed. Well, like I said, thank you for coming on once again. We're going to bring your ass back. Yeah, we got you, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was awesome. Dude, there's so, many, there's so much other things we could talk about, especially getting into the craft yeah. of what we do. But yeah, dog, till, till next round, y'all. This is that actor guy, Martin Bats Bradford. As always, hit me up at Mr. Bats on all your social media platforms, unless it's Facebook, IMDb, or some Google shit. Then it's Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me, man. And uh, hit us up at flywithbats at gmail.com for now. And if you want any questions that you want answered about the game, any guests that you might want me to bring on, anything that you want to know, let me know so I can know what to ask folk. You dig? Uh, of course, they want. he wants you to be... Part of the conversation. Oh, that's not for this podcast. Not nah. wrong show, baby. Well, wrong I, show. Wrong show. I, you still want to be part of the conversation? <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up, man. Uh, I don't have an accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> come be part of the conversation. You hear me? See, but uh, <laughs> let them notify you out there. We getting out here, man. Ah, once again, this is Lawrence J. Weber Jr. Your Black Actorpedia. Black Actorpedia. Oh. I, 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 Fully accepted it at this point. You can About find time. me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. Check me out on Snapchat if you still have it. That is Lweber584. Apparently, it, Snapchat is still a thing. Mm-hmm. And find me on arrogantobserversrants.blogspot.com where the cat... What is the cat reading again? The children, uh, Children's Museum. The Color Museum. The Color Museum by George C. Wolfe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then once again, what was the ones that he told me to read on Color Museum? It was the symbiosis, symbiosis one. Symbiosis and Soldier, and Soldier with, with a Secret. Which one okay. is Soldier with a Secret? Above? Soldier with a Secret. Uh, I, listen. Listen. Just go read it. Read it yourself. Just go read it. Uh, no, no. We, we still recording. No, but. Knowing, go read that yourself. Yeah. Knowing uh, your ass, you probably know it by heart. I know me. I yes, know you. it. I do know it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It's definitely one in the can. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, and the voice that you heard in the back yeah. this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the show every week, you hear me every week because I sing the theme song. Yes. That's right, The <laughs> Shade. Yes. So if you haven't already, please download The Shade on all your streaming platforms. That's Amazon, Google Play, Tidal, uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Your Mom Radio, wherever you find music, <laughs> my music will be there. This is the great Glassby, Raheem Glassby. Feel free to, when you play it, hit it on repeat. 
hit mute and then fall asleep. There you go. Play it over and over and over and over again. Give me those eight hour streams. Yes. (laughs) God knows that's what I've done. (laughs) Come on, we all got to support each other all the way around. Big time. But yeah, man, so for this episode, there's nothing else to say, man. We out. Stay off book, folks. Yep. Stay off book. Yes, that's our sign off, baby. That's our sign off. How long y'all been doing this, man? Um. Film like 06. That was the one I put on my Instagram. And I had like five minutes. And we followed each other on MySpace at the time. And I followed these people like, oh, I remember him from this show. Oh, and this dude was on The Shield. So. Between going on their pages and switching from their pages and their Facebook pages, I follow a lot of people. So, like, oh, yeah, that's outside. But it's still a skill to, dude, most of the time you can name just people that I remember a face, I remember the first name or something. Today, but you can you be pulling these names out of the hat of the most obscure. So don't shortchange yourself, man. There's something going on in your brain that collects that yeah, in a yeah, manner. For real. A lot of demo rings. Yes. A lot of demo rings. And a part of it go, we didn't speak about this on the show, but it go into you gotta be a nerd about your shit. True. You know what you dig? Everybody's a nerd to something and yeah. we we're acting nerds, you know what I mean? So that's your that's more that's part of your lane and your acting journey, I feel. This, this is true. I never um decompressed. We never really rapped about Nola Circus, man. <laughs> bro, that was an interesting experience that looking was a back. Very interesting experience, bro. I actually liked the dude at the end. Uh, All right, I'm gonna see you soon. Name? John Paul or something? John something. John Mark. Oh, John something. John Luke. John Luke. That was John his name. Luke. John Luke. Yeah, man. I actually went to two um, festivals. Word. I actually did. It got it, it. was decent. It got it got some interesting reactions. It really did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting ass movie. That's the word for it. Interesting. But bro, a lot of people they watch that. A bitch. lot of people have seen that shit, yeah, bro. They and watch when they've come shit. up to me, man, they they've never been like, bro, what the fuck you did that shit for? No, nobody. Mm-mm. No, I'm talking about some hard leg niggas have seen this shit too, bro. <laughs> some slugged up niggas. Man, that's your boy, bro. That was in that movie, man. With the dick, man. And your, and, and your, boy, and your boy running around with his ass out. Because <laughs> it was on Netflix. You know, people yeah. were looking for stuff to watch. That's what they said, man. I was just yeah. fucking around, man, scrolling it's through. I'm like, yeah. the circus, man. What the fuck is that? Exactly. Shit on and and it's going to pique the interest of curiosity. You yes, it like, is. Yes, it is. I say, you watched the whole thing? Yeah, man, I got stuck watching the whole shit, bro. Yeah, like, man. Man. <laughs> like, man, that shit was wild. I said, yeah, that shit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was wild, man. Yeah, bro. Real, I still want to do a soldier's play. That was my first film, though, so I learned a lot. <laughs> yes, I have begged Corthell for almost 15 years to do the Soldier's Play. Man, we had this fire-ass cast. No, dude, we yeah, had this fire-ass cast with a stage reading of a Soldier's Play. Oh, my God. Now, we had it. Bruh. We had it. Oh, my God. It was smoke from left to right. From left to right. If there's ever a way to pull that one off with those people, man, dude. Good Lord. Shit. 
Shit, no. But wait, I they think excited. about doing the, the 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 color museum. They think about doing that shit. I can tell you if we do give me if it, if it goes through, I will let you know. You know what I mean? Information. Yeah, you say you trying to get funded for. It. He's not even on him because my dude Ray said that Ray said too lame. But Lance Nichols was talking about someone else. Oh, Lance definitely was about, about doing it. It's two different color museum possibilities it happening. It needs to happen. It, color it, museum. I, I gotta read like, this. Y'all make me feel shitty. I gotta read this. I, I won't say you should, but you should. <laughs> it's one, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's one. It's one of those. It's like it's like not knowing for color girls. It's so not knowing. It's, period. It's, it's, it's a must. It's yes. It's a must. <laughs> it's not knowing for color girls. It's like oh you what what you're a black actor you don't know. <laughs> What? You don't know what? That sucker, that, that was my reason. I was a so actor while black exactly. now. Exactly. You've never watched Color Museum? Or never read Color Museum? That's the one, B. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those. I'm just telling you. That's, symbio- that's symbiosis. My God. It, it, uh, I, I it, played in both of them. Literally, literally. Because I always thank my theater teacher. Thank you so much for high school. Because all he did was show us black shit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It, period. That's all he showed us was black stuff. Period. From top to bottom. So we learned a lot of stuff. I was Miss Raj. I played Miss Raj one time. Uh, I was in Symbiosis as the kid. Uh, I Me did Soldier you with a secret. Uh, I, I did, was, the, I did uh, the photo. I did, I the, did photo, the photo shoot. Photo, shoot. Ah! photo session. I was all three. Oh I was all God. three. And oh, Tommy, oh my God, I was all three. And oh Tommy my did color. God, that had to be nuts. And that, that had to be insane. Tommy, I, I already know. I already know. I already know. It was crazy. I already know. It was so. It's yeah, like. Yeah, no. It's so good. It's, it's insane. The best one is uh, the best one that everyone seems to love and uh, uh, um, and know Last off top. No hairpiece. Oh, hairpiece! <laughs> awesome. hair everyone knows hairpiece. Everybody knows. Hair Everybody piece. knows hairpiece. That piece. Every single uh, everyone knows hairpiece. Like it's oh. serious. It's seriously oh, one of the best. Tell me, you coming from a for real place, Miss Made in Taiwan? <laughs> Next time you get yeah, around these dudes, you need to have half of that bitch red, dog. I mean, dude, in my messages, at, he's asking me, have you read it yet? And I'm like, I'm getting to a shit that happened, but I'm going to just sit with it. Yeah. Most likely tonight. Like how you said, when you get home, you have it on your mind. I feel like, damn, yeah. I think tonight it's going to be that read the color museum. Yeah. I'm probably come out of it different. It's, oh, close, it's man. really one of those, be like, and, 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 and knowing how Especially brilliant you are, yeah. right? How brilliant you are as an actor. Man, I'm telling you, it's. After reading Soldier with a Secret, you're going to be like, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I see why they wanted me to read this. I understand. Yep. yep. Yeah. Telling you. Even when you start to read Symbiosis. Oh, another one. Yep. You're going to be like, oh. But yeah, see, that's the one people always tell me to read. Because uh, you you can you play either. Yeah. You can yeah. play the man or you can play the kid. Either one. Either one. Either Ooh. one would be perfect for you. Either one, literally. Like it's and it's such a good oh, it's so well it's so, written. It's, it's, well written. it's and, and it hasn't you get to it play. Aids, you it aids so well. You get it aids so well. You get all of it. Oh my god. Symbiosis. Mm-hmm. You get I'm surprised play. it hasn't been done more. I me too. You get like, to I'm play honestly that shocked that it hasn't been done more. We all do that. We all have that one sentence like, okay. 
this is who I'm going to give this to. This is who you've been. Yeah. You start spoiling. This is who the white people. This is who the white folks are going to get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the person that. And I mean, even going down to like the code switching. It's like, we code switch all the time. We just don't think oh about god. it all the time. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Lord, Lord no. Please. So 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 we can have a thorough a conversation about See now when you come back, yeah, then we, we bring you back. Yeah, like, I can be like sus. So I read the color museum, man. man. I might call you up when they say, "Dog, did you read that fucking play?" Right. Right. It's right. Just, it's really on the same level of Hollywood Shuffle. This like, the <laughs> it's just on the theater side, like all the way. I feel like if you are a black actor, you and you come from theater, you should have seen. Read or been a part of Colored Museum at yeah. some point in your career. Yeah. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Some point. He said it best. It's as it's it's like knowing for colored girls. Mm-hmm. It's black Shakespeare shit. Yeah, yes. it, it, it's yes. that shit, bro. Yes, it's that shit. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you need to know who George C. Wolf is. Oh, please. Like know you know to read that. And then, mm-hmm. like, George C. Wolf. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then go do your work on George C. Wolf. Mm-hmm. Please know who he is. I know that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. When, when I got a chance, mm-hmm. when I did. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing work. What was that? Uh, Lots of amazing work. Yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what is another one that he's... Uh, the tap. Uh, the tap. Play. Oh, the That's tap. It. Oh. Bring the noise. Bring the noise. Bring the noise. Bring the funk. Oh, my God. The tap. I know it. Bruh. Lord, Savion Glover. Oh, that's Yeah, I saw that play three times. Yo, when I first that's moved that. up, bro, I was eating mm. that play up like, mm. what the fuck is mm. this? Brilliant, brilliant, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. See again, brilliant. She was in my closet. I definitely I had to take that. I had to take that. I had to take that. I had to take it. What? 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 And I'm just laughing at the beauty that like our art can have on influence in us. Because all three of y'all say that made me take tap. You know how powerful that shit is. And like, man, if you saw it, it. Listen, you saw the play. Listen. I mean, you know, everybody knew Savion Glover. Ha ha. You know that da, da, da. Yeah. But in that play, mm-hmm. bro. He, he, so he, he like gives the history. He chrono. He chronicles ta- the, the 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 history of tap, bro. You got to see that shit in such a you know with that with that hip hop flavor. Yeah. Mm. Kind of so so literally, you 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 understand that it's an old style of dance. Yep. But he brings it to you. Brings it to you. <laughs> so you can <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally like that. This ain't something you know. Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> this. <laughs> Oh, oh God! 
He was like so all oh, he made fun. The way he made it wasn't even. It wasn't even like, like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's hard. It's, hard. Hard. it's so hard. It's so hard. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's a play to play. Yes, bro. That's a play to play. And then it's just different scenes. It is awesome. Oh, black, black, black. All of it is truthful black. From from gay black yes. to model black yep. to crazy I don't black, be black to I don't want to be black. Oh, so look at how they they, they display our blackness, but how we feel behind this blackness. Boy, you gotta read this thing. Oh, this thing real, dog. Oh my god! From the first scene, from the motherfucking, from the first scene, I'll get off the plane. Church fan, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, it is, is, bro. Bro, wherever they doing that bro. play, I'll have tickets. If not one, I want to be in, in it. I want to I be, be in, in it. In that I don't care who I'm I playing. told you my legacy. I want that, to be bro. in it. If they're doing that Color is, Museum, I want to be in that. Once yeah. again, if I get the information, please really yeah, do it. I'm letting all y'all I want to be in that. Lock, stock, and barrel. Like a motherfucker. I'm here. I know all of these roles. All of them. Which one? It don't matter which one. You pick. I'm ready. You pick. How you want how you won't do it? These stories yeah. need to be told. Yeah. Like, like, like right now. Because what you don't claim, mm. we trash. Oh, we. Oh, that. And I don't remember the last time I've seen Color Museum. Yeah. Every now and then I go on YouTube. Because every now and then people will do, like I said, the two that they love so much. Hairpiece and Mama on the Couch. And everyone will take those two and do them. But it's, it, those are good, but the whole the picture whole is shit. what you need. Mm. The, the whole, whole museum. museum. You don't need two exhibits from the museum. You need the whole entire thing. You need the whole museum, dog. Mm, that's why it's named the color museum. Yes, because it's that. exhibits. Okay. Yes, George C. Wolf, dog. George C. Wolf, man. I'm re- Yo, most likely it'll be tonight, dog. Cause you put it on my mind, like yeah, you do, at least, at least read those two. At, At least, least read Soldier with a Secret. Secret. But the way y'all talking, if I do read those two, I'm going to read the whole motherfucker. Yeah, you will. I'm telling <laughs> you. You read those two, you're going to read the whole thing. Because you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Didn't he say my moment? What is this hair he's hitting for? Wait a minute. Then you'll go to the beginning and be like, I might as well just see it from Yep. And, uh, and, and Miss Rogers, uh, she was my favorite. That's literally yeah, my favorite exhibit. That, uh, that was my favorite. Literally, and I, and, I used and, to be in the hall watching the month. I used to be watching man, that. Man, it like, is. You got to tear that down. Six minutes of your life. That oh character right there, and it, 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 whoever again, plays that one. Oh. Black men, black women, 
Black gays, black trans. And at the bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. they get the shit. Mm-hmm. They get the shit. And then when you start to think, when the fuck did he write this? Mm-hmm. Mid 80s. When did he write this? Mm-hmm. Bro. Every time they play, every time we ever play, thank God I looked down. <laughs> right? I'd have been hurt. <laughs> Bro, Miss, Miss Raj is the. Yeah. You got to bow down to that. I'm telling you, bro. That, like the whole thing is good, but the motherfucker that played it is Raj and drank. <laughs> Son, I'm reading it. It's a please tonight. Please, I'm gonna commit tonight. Please tonight, bro. I will yeah. gladly have a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can bring me back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Let's go.